0: the veteran gamers podcast
1: yes. hello and welcome out. to show 73 of the veteran okay. gamers
2: podcast
1: and Leroy!
3: Yay. Oh, got some clapping. there. I didn't think we were going to get the clapping. Yeah, we get the clapping. We got everything. Oh oh. I know. It's been know? a podcast from hell and we haven't even started
1: yet. I know. It almost, it definitely almost didn't happen, I think. I know. Come on, yo. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Come on. Oh god. Oh, you crazy. know, I'd like I'd like to call this show we hate Skype, but I'm not going <laughs> to.
3: No, <laughs> don't don't tempt the fates, man. I
1: know. Yeah, maybe I should save my uh, my anger for after we finish recording. Yeah, and exactly. That's in, like, and even then, oh, like, you got to be careful. This is like the second show, two days running. I'm doing as well, so you know, I'm I'm already sort of so all like. So, what was the other is, show you did, Stu? Well, I did a special show, which people will have already listened to if oh, they wanted. Oh
3: yeah.
1: Oh no, we're doing that time thing again, um, because it's coming out this Wednesday, but that'll be last Wednesday to uh, people. It's this all crazy six. with the
3: time. Oh my god. Sure.
1: It's like Back to the Future. Balling. Um, so anyway.
3: Sorry, apparently last time we did the podcast, I forgot to play something. So I'm going to play it now to make up for last time. Oh, email. Whoa, that rules. Now that's not because we're starting email now. Yeah, we're not, we're not doing any of that stuff.
1: Yeah, we're not doing any of that stuff at the moment. Right. Not, not till later, anyway. Also and, very and sorry because
3: of my loud clicking. Uh, I'm going to yeah. cut down on that this time. So, <laughs> you know, anytime you hear clicking, you know, it's not me. I've got to
1: say, though, those Mac mice or mouse, I don't know what, what are you plural for computer mouse, Mices. I don't know what it is. Mices. Uh, that, they're noisy clickers, aren't they? They have got a noisy clicker. But this click. isn't
3: even a – this is a Logitech USB mouse. I need to get oh, a silent mice. How much are those?
1: I have no idea. And
3: should we introduce ourselves? Yeah. Do you know how you make
1: a mouse silent? Cut off its mouth? No, hit it with a hammer. There you go. Ah,
3: know. there you
1: go. <laughs> it might I make a noise when you hit, you hit it. <laughs> it might make a noise when you hit it, but afterwards it'd be really quiet. <laughs> it would be really quiet. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I am the daddy. Yay, uh, the that's daddy. The daddy's who I am. Uh, otherwise known as uh, Boring Old Stuart Fowler, that's Not me. boring at
3: all. What are you talking about?
1: Well, You're the you the antithesis know. of boring. Something like that. And we've also got the Duke.
2: Woo! I'm going to roll the world up!
4: <laughs> he was dropped on his head as a kid.
2: I'm going to roll you guys up! Roll, roll, roll,
1: roll There you go. There you Who, go. Who'd have known? Did you see who'd that have...
3: thing that GH Rocker posted in the forums? Uh, which thing If video games
1: were real, yes, I love awesome. that. I like the the Katamari one was my favorite. I oh, that's that was the one great. I just played. Oh, Was that? Well, that was from. I'm
2: gonna roll the world.
1: Back. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, thought, I must admit, right when I saw the, you know, the bit where they have like whatever shows on YouTube before you play it, yeah. I was like, oh, this looks ropey. Uh-huh. It looks a bit ropey because it had like a woman with a boob, like squeezing her own boobs and stuff. Oh or... yeah,
3: no doubt. There's some weird stuff on that site. Yeah.
1: But but then it was fine. Yeah. Then it oh, yeah, was fine. Good stuff. Um we should say actually, your your president has been getting himself about it. Wait a it, minute, wait wait,
3: wait, 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 Before we get to that, we have to address uh gaping absence in our podcast. Oh well, I guess we do well, do you know when oh, he doesn't turn up now?
0: Very <laughs> <fantastic>. <laughs> do
3: you
1: know when he doesn't turn up now, just pretend he isn't here.
3: That, yeah, pretend he isn't here, he's not here.
1: I know, yeah. He's, well, what
3: are
1: you talking about? Not, I'm here. Yeah, he's just not here. Uh, he's just not here, you see. So I'll just I pretend like, well, whatever, you're not here, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he's just a bit, he's a bit rubbish, isn't he?
3: He is a bit He's a much rubbish.
1: All I right, know. so the
3: president, what about him? Yeah, by the way, I, I have no idea what he's
1: actually doing this week, you know, because he was in <laughs> Spain last week. Yeah. Yeah. Last week, so like he was excused, you know, for you know, the Sunday thing with me and, and uh, Steve Conger. Oh, you're you talking know? about Chinny? I thought you
3: meant Obama. Eh, yeah. like,
1: no, no, Why? no, Chinny was in Spain last Obama's week. Obama's out Chinny was in Spain last week. Uh, but I've no idea what he's doing now. I, you know, I'm not even gonna make up something. <laughs> That's so, in, in all honesty, he's dead to me now. He's dead to me. Oh, no, you didn't. It, yeah, oh, dead oh, to oh, me. yeah, yeah. I'm going to even pretend he doesn't exist anymore. That's that's how angry I am at him. Yeah. not to. Oh, that's
3: cold-hearted yeah. man.
1: I know. It's just the way I feel at the moment, Oof. really. <laughs> Dead <laughs> man. <laughs> um, yeah, Obama. Yeah, he's been getting himself about a bit, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Week? He
3: went to. Uh, I thought you went. To, I was like, Obama was in Spain. I don't remember hearing about that. No, no, he's so been in, the UK. in Spain. Obamas okay. in. Uh, he was in yeah. Ireland and then he was in England. Yeah. England
1: and... yeah, and he's also been to Poland as well. Did you know he been I to Poland? I did not know he went to
3: Poland. I smell a joke yeah. coming on.
1: It's not a joke. It isn't a joke. Did he really go to Poland? He really went to Poland. Okay. He really went to Poland. And guess what they gave him as part of his present. A you know, submarine he's, he's, with
3: a screen door on it.
1: You know, they give him a present, you know, just to sort of like lots of things, you know, to represent Poland or represent the country he's in and all that sort of stuff. I don't stuff. know. What did they give him? They gave him a special edition of The Witcher 2 on PC. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's,
3: that, is, that is absolutely true.
1: No, it's that not.
3: It is. They did not Only give him a copy of The Witcher 2. They did. No Only way. Got. Witcher you, you Obama. Let's see what Google you has to say it up. about this horse crap. Poland did. gives President Obama The Witcher 2 comma books. There you go. What the there heck? You, you were right. This is so <laughs> I, weird. I didn't make it up. Honestly. You didn't make it up. Wow, everybody. <laughs> true. True. This is true. How bizarre. <laughs> what is that about? The He's success of Polish funny. games makes us proud, stated Paweł Grosz, Polish government spokesman. It is one of the reasons Poland is regarded as an innovative, progressive country. The success of The Witcher 2 and its status as a top-selling title should be made, or made known around the world.
2: Wow. Excellent.
3: You know? Can you imagine him in the White House playing the yeah, Witcher Two? Yeah, I can imagine show? him playing Witcher Two. You
1: know, with the graphic sort of slashing someone's throat to finish him I off know, in a right? fight.
3: You know, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, you take him? that Obama! I killed you! I killed! <laughs> Who was? It was me! To
1: hell with you, <laughs> W!" Oh my God! I just... I... Do you know when you hear something? I'm just like, "Oh my God!" He, you know, he probably doesn't even... He'll probably be putting it in his DVD player only. You know I mean? Why yeah, isn't he it working? Know. There's no film, He no? knows what's happening. He knows about Twitters. Yeah, I, d- <laughs> I don't get the impression he's a gamer, I have to say. You know, he might, he might play Monopoly or something, maybe. You know he what I mean? He plays basketball.
3: But, yeah, but there's
1: on... video games. Well, no, but
3: neither is Monopoly.
1: Well, no, but I can imagine him playing Monopoly. I can't imagine him playing The Witcher 2, He's can out there, there on the
3: basketball court. Balling. Oh, balling. balling. Hey, by balling. the way, have you ever heard of the TV show The Big Bang Theory? I haven't The Uh, the seen it, but apparently in one episode, this guy goes, the best number is 73. Why? 73 is the 21st prime number. It's mirror, 37, is the 12th, and it's mirror, 21, is the product of multiplying, hang on to your hat, 7 and 3. In binary, 73 is a palindrome, 1001001, which backwards is the same thing, of course. And then his roommate says, 73 is the Chuck Norris of numbers. And
1: when I was a child growing up, we used to have a cool kiddies program called Number 73.
3: Oh, so snap. They, <laughs> it's all together.
1: And it was this weird Saturday morning show where they were like in a house. And it oh, was that is like, weird. Yeah. A
3: children's show where they're in a
1: house? No, no, what but, it was, like the, you no, but it, was, it was like they were meant to be in their own house. It wasn't meant to be like a studio ah. thing. It was like they were in this house and people used to come and go, you know, and like, like Duran just, Duran. Well, yeah. and, yeah, Duran Duran would turn up and just sing, like, you know, a song in the middle of the living room the reflex something.
3: is now. <laughs> I,
1: interestingly, interestingly, I'm going to watch them this Friday. Are oh,
3: you going to see Duran Duran live? I am. No way. I am, way. I am yeah. classic.
1: I'm going to see Duran Duran. My, my wife, right, was the biggest the biggest Duran Duran fan that ever lived. That is no word of a lie. We'll she has.
2: Uh-huh.
1: She has right. This no way of a lie. She has three scrapbooks full of like magazine and newspaper clippings. Of <laughs>
3: that's them. too funny. Three full yeah, ones. Yeah, it's funny. There was actually we were talking about podcasts on the forums, and sorry, people, anybody who tuned in for stuff about video games, all you've gotten yeah. so far is Obama getting The Witcher from Poland, and well, that's uh, video game related. No, I know. That's, I'm saying that's the only thing so far that has been video <laughs> game related. Suck it. Uh, <laughs> so, but on the podcast Thinking Aloud from the BBC, there was at one point they were doing this show. It was all about like females and I guess males too being all into these music groups when we we're young and the effect it has on us psychologically and like the community that comes out of people who love these bands and like they 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 come together and they meet up and they're like, yeah, I used to love Duran Duran too. I still do. Anyway, yeah. what, what you I... do or what they said no, on the show? It's from the, what's on the show?
1: Uh, we should talk about these games because i got a lot see, to talk about i was just going to say though before we move on Duran Duran, date they, they actually managed to be quite big in america didn't they? well because yeah these, they were really uh, I'd yeah. be into them.
3: i had seven in the wild tiger whatever it was called yeah there you go i have no idea I remember yeah, the name yeah. Of that. yeah it wasn't wild tiger because that was the name of the stuff yeah. yeah that's not Wild Tiger. <laughs> anyway i think we need to be was on. it seven in the wild tiger <laughs> The Duchess. Me is. it was Seven and the Wild Tiger. Fine, I don't even care. We got to move no, on. I wasn't. I was a Depeche Mode fan. You were a Depeche really. Mode fan. Uh oh. Oh yeah. Depressed. I went You're to watch that. Depeche Mode. Depressed. Right. Yeah. yeah, they were great. Get lost. I didn't anyway. have a problem with them. I just
1: never got. Oh, I. Your own. I, I heard. Personal. I heard the Duchess in the background then. Jeebus. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um. So, yeah. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> moving on. So here's yeah. The thing. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Video All right, so
3: here's the thing. The Duchess and I were going out to see Bridesmaids. You, you, you know about that movie? It's a new movie. It's funny. You should check it out. Anyway, is it, is it a romantic comedy or something? Uh, it's not very romantic. There's a, there is a romance, but mostly it's about like the changing nature of friendship as you get older. Anyway, so we go out yeah, to eat at this like Indian restaurant, and we, as we're pulling into the parking lot in the strip mall, the Duchess says, Hey, look, there's Where's a, a strip bar. Place. What do you mean a strip bar? Strip mall. Oh, sorry. I was no, gonna say out that's out a weird gutter. place. Come on. So we go to Hooters, and <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so no, but we, so the Duchess goes, "Hey, there's this new video game place. Check it out." And I was like, "What?" And there was a sign that said, "The Fraggin' Dragon," and I was like, "Well, that sounds interesting." So we go eat, and then after we get done eating, we we have a little bit of time for the movie start. So we go in there, and I'm expecting to see racks of games everywhere, and instead, there's row after row of like. Wide screen TVs and like these really, really nice, comfortable chairs and a console hooked up to every T V. No way, right. That is so weird. It was so weird. Do you know no, do you know why
1: that is so weird? Is there one that popped up near you? No. But I was walking with my wife, oh, ages ago. We were just sort of walking, went for a walk around Leyland, and I said, Do you know what would be a really cool idea for like a business? And this is this is absolutely true, no word of a lie. I said wouldn't it be cool if you could set up, like, a really cool, light like, bar with, like, boobs... And have games consoles in them for people to play, like LAN parties. But it's in a not bar. a
3: bar; it doesn't have anything in it. except Well, oh, mine was going to
1: be a bar. Mine
3: was going to be a <laughs> it's, bar. It's just with so weird. It. I was just like, yeah. and it was like four dollars an hour, and and it's like they got all these different Xboxes, and you can have LAN party. And I was just like, who would do that? It makes no. Well, sense. I
1: had that same idea. How weird is well, that? Fine. You can have the oh, idea, but well, let me know, right? If it's successful, I might do it. I don't over think here. it's going to be successful. <laughs> I can't imagine who would go in there. Well, I said that. That's where we came to the conclusion <laughs> it wasn't that great Anybody a who would idea. know what those games are would have an Xbox. Well, that's what we said. But we said it might be quite fun with Connect and stuff like that, you know, yeah. like a karaoke bar, but sort of, you know. But in the end, we if decided... If you had an enormous
3: what... TV and, like, a one... You know what I mean? Like one connect and everybody was hanging out in the bar? Maybe. But that's not what this was. It was like everybody sits in their own little chair and you all stare at your own computer screen, like we all do, but then you're all together. And I'm like, But then, who cares? But then how
1: how's that different, I guess, to the internet cafes in, in Japan?
3: Well, that's because you're actually using. Well, I don't know. I guess the internet. It's not
1: really, is it? Except really they're on the East Cafe. Isn't it? I suppose. Except there's no yeah. cafe. Yeah, well, that my idea involved a bar or a cafe
3: <laughs> with it. You know, it wasn't just sort of games consoles. Uh, and I don't know. I guess maybe if you're on a trip, and you're like, you don't have your Xbox with you. Like, if you're near a ho, if you're in a hotel, Pepsi? you'd be like, yeah, I yeah. gotta get some Xbox in and
1: if you had ps3s and they had like cloud saves they'd be able to access the game saves from there how cool
3: would that well, be well except that he, he was telling i was like yeah, i guess it sucked when the ps3 was down or the psn he's like yeah everybody then they all tried out the xbox which was interesting I'm like whose day <laughs> no they didn't you're making up these
1: customers. <laughs> was, there, was there anyone in there when you went in? there wasn't
3: it was him and his two friends and they were all just sort of sitting around I was yeah, like, maybe maybe was my so idea wasn't... too because I was like, "This is going to be cool."
1: No, well, maybe my idea wasn't that good after all. Yeah, <laughs> really. but we did decide it wasn't it wasn't a go because you could just play at home, and why would you bother? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's uh, that's what we came up that's with in really the end. Really, what
3: anyway. it is, people? So anyway, how anyway. weird
1: is that though that I had that idea yeah. and it's rubbish? But
3: you realised <laughs> it was
1: rubbish, and he did
3: yeah, not. I did. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so anyway, let like, me know. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> Let me know. If it gets popular, let me know. <laughs> I'll go by I'll there every again.
3: once in a while. Anybody in here today? Nope. <laughs> Stu is still rubbish. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> invest your money in that idea. I but know, if you put a I bar don't. in it, it might be tempting. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's what, that was my You'd idea. you have to sell it yeah. as a bar first and then video games later. Yeah, and then there's all not the like licenses. Video games!
1: <laughs> Maybe you could do it like, like carrot juice and stuff, like healthy drinks and things. You know, <laughs> yeah, that I is like, that healthy. people
3: wouldn't feel so I'm bad about like sitting video. on their butts all day? Exactly, you not, see. I feel bad about that anyway, but, you know. I'd be That's not bad. Might be on to it. Yeah.
1: Maybe you could open a, like, your shape fitness evolved gym. <laughs> that would be a little weird. But you know what?
3: I bet people would go for it. Oh and God. have, like, yes, two extra <laughs> cycles just to be safe.
1: Yeah. No. You see. Oh no. We've got to stop this and coming up with crazy, stupid All ideas. Right, moving anyway, on. Yeah. Moving on. Video games. Yes. Video Have act. you
3: been playing, Stu? Well, am I going
1: first? Yeah. You're going first. Why not? Okay. Well, look. I'm happy to go first. I, I don't have a mind. reason.
3: I just want to. Sh- I've been uh, talking for a while, so you should talk now.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. Well, as, as I mentioned, uh, Steve and I did do a Dead Space special show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was really good, and, well, hopefully people might think it was good because it'll have been out already. Oh, I'm going to stop doing all that time stuff. Right. Uh, but it'll have been out already, and, and they might think it was good. They might think it was rubbish or whatever, so anyway. did you play
3: any of the games again beforehand?
1: Well, ready? I played Dead Space Extraction again. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, now, I can't really That's talk about it. That's the one on the Wii, it. right? That is the one on the Wii. I can't really talk about it too much, I guess, because I've talked about it for about <laughs> half an hour on yeah. the show. Yeah. What else could uh, you possibly but- say? Yeah, but for anyone who didn't listen to that, maybe they haven't finished Dead Space games and didn't listen to the show, etc. Uh-huh. Um, do you know it's still a great game. Why are I there spoilers
3: that. on your podcast?
1: Well, the other one, <laughs> yeah, oh, two and, of... and a half like, hours. two
3: and a half well, hours, we didn't of give spoilers. any spoilers. <laughs> no, we
1: gave lots of spoilers. <laughs> yeah. We sort of dissected each game well, from start to finish, yes. pretty much. Um, but Dead Space Extraction, you know, you know, and I said this on the, on the show. He, it looks so great, you know what I mean. And it, regardless of what platform doing, it on, you know, it's a great-looking game, and yeah. it just plays so well. Mm-hmm. And, and I was saying on the on the other show, and the one thing I think that makes the biggest difference with that game is pacing. And because the developers themselves could pace the game, you know, they could get the scurs and everything in the in the you know right place yeah. for each.
3: Right. Well, one. oh, sure, sure, sure. There's something to be said for, um a guide text. yeah well exactly yeah like because if you're if you're just racing through things then the dread doesn't build up as much but if it's determining the pace for you then yeah there's a lot more control they have over the atmosphere and whatnot
1: yeah i guess it is much closer to an interactive movie than anything else yeah. i guess in that respect um but if you've not played it right and you've got a Wii, you'll pick it up for nearly nothing yeah I mean, if you've got a Wii, collecting dust somewhere. Do yourself a favor, get Dead Space Extraction. It's got local co-op, two players, two Wii remotes shooting the shit out of Necromorphs. What more can you want? Get it! Just get it get and it. play it. Chad, and are you, you going to get this? I ain't trying to play my games with no
3: Dildo. Well, he won't be playing it. but. Other well,
1: talking of, it. talking of Dildo, uh, <laughs> you can also obviously play it on the PS3 now, but according oh, yeah. to Steve... According to Steve, it is not the best version. Apparently, the Wii version is the best version nah, of the game. So you shouldn't but play it on the Wads. PS triple. I ain't talking about that Wii. No, play it on the Wii if you've got them. On. So yeah, dust off your Wiis and buy yourself Dead Space <laughs> yeah. Extraction. Can't get on. Um, in addition to that, I, I decided to download the Dungeons & Dragons at Daggerdale. Yeah, I downloaded that. I was very underwhelmed. Yeah.
3: I, I mean, first of all, they're they're like, bring the fourth edition to life... First of all, nobody cares about the 4th edition rules of Dungeons and Dragons.
1: Like anybody fucking gives a shit. I mean, well, in addition to that, right? <laughs> I mean, I was expecting dice rolls and stuff. Well, you know, yeah, that
3: makes sense that you would expect you that. not no, no, like, nobody would press play X, a game like that now. Press oh. X
1: three times for a combo attack. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, what? Well, is that Pretty it? Pretty ridiculous. Press Y for a ranged attack, and you can like throw an axe depending on what character, or shoot an arrow. And But there was nothing to me that seemed to be... You know, like with, with RPGs of that nature that use those rules in the background.
3: Well, yeah. But that's and the you thing, see... is that nobody even cares about those rules. Yeah,
1: because it's all happening in the background. But with this, it didn't even seem to make much of a difference anyway. It just seemed like, hack, 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 oh, there's one dead, there. the next yeah, one, and hack, hack, course. hack. I mean, you know? and don't get was... me wrong, it was a lot like uh,
3: Torchlight.
1: It was It was nowhere near as good well, as Torchlight. Well, it wasn't as
3: good as Torchlight, but the basic structure was.
1: Yeah, it was, but it was nowhere near. I mean, those dwarves and, God, lovers, the <laughs> the dialogue was just awful. And, and all the text
3: like, is in all caps. What uh, is that about? Yeah,
1: Oh, thanks for saving me from <laughs> the evil Now things. go
3: help my friend over friend there, who's over also her. trapped.
1: Help Mills out of these cages! <laughs> it was—it was—it was either a truly terrible like demo section or just a truly terrible.
3: I game. think it's a terrible game, which is a shame because you know, back in the day, the Gold Box were the best role-playing games ever. Yeah, I—I—I I, I didn't get it. I was yeah, and and it had the dialogue. It wasn't even like the dwarves saying thank you. It was written on the screen and they had sound effects of like...
1: It really wasn't good. I yeah, really.
3: Uh, man. Oh,
1: yeah, forget it. Uh, don't
3: bother even downloading it, people.
1: Yeah, it it wasn't. a to Torchlight or even um, the other one on on the PS3 is better than that. Yeah, I don't, yeah, know. I don't of, know which one.
3: Oh, is of, that uh, the one with the Game Loft? Yeah, yeah, the
1: game lost game. Right. That one. Um, yeah, so stick to those two or torchlight, and you can't go wrong. But this, nah. Nope. No. Good. Um, and then the other thing that's taken up the majority of my week has been LA Noir, of course. Uh, still, of course. Still making my way through that. And I'm going to say this here, right? And I might get some hate, mail. Uh oh. Controversial. But this is, this is not going to be game of the year. No. It is. No, it isn't. Why not? No. It's. Do you know what? As I'm sort of getting more into it, um, it's starting to feel a bit contrived, to be honest. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because... the Right. The facial thing, right, is, like, the best and the worst of the game in some ways. It, right? It
3: seems like there's a tendency... It, it would be hard to resist the t- urge to just make that the whole focus of the game.
1: Yeah. But the, re- the reason I say that is because it's the best because the facial animations are really, really good. Yeah. and And when the like talking and things you know and you're sort of talking to somebody in the game it looks brilliant yeah and it really does and if it's a good good actor you know that comes across that they're a good actor so that's really cool but when you're doing the interrogation thing it's so exaggerated you know when they're telling a lie or you know it's just like it's not there's no subtlety to it so it's either they look at your stony face yeah right or the twitching a bit, you know, and sort of, you know, looking around. Or the like, they're almost like turning left and right and shuffling and God knows what, right? So it's I so. I have to go to the
3: bathroom. Yeah.
1: So it's it, at the moment and the you know the point that I play to, there's no. It's just not sort of that difficult to tell which one it's gonna be. See, now
3: it's gonna make me feel stupid when I can't figure out which one it's gonna be. No, you you feel stupid
1: when you know they're lying, but you can't figure out which bit of evidence you need to present yeah. to them to sort of say that they are lying. To you. <sighs> and that's when it becomes a bit more tricky. Yeah. The other thing I'd say is is they've got these like it's so hard to talk about it without giving any spoilers. But not
3: give no spoilers. People are going to be mad.
1: But there's linked cases in the game. Uh, yeah. But you know, as the player, that the people who've been arrested for those crimes didn't do them. You sort of know that's to be true. Mm. And your character in the game voices that, but your partner just dismisses it. And like they're so similar to each other he couldn't not be and he he just keeps using the same line each time. Ah, it's just a drunk husband again. (laughs) Or you know, or whatever, right? And you're just like, No, no it isn't. So what I'd say is, right, this game will ultimately change the way games are made there's no doubt of that and it isn't a terrible game by any stretch of the imagination so i don't want you to misunderstand what i'm saying because it is a great game you know and it's really well done and like i said there's a lot of great things about it but it's probably not the the game that everybody and and, you know myself included last week are trying to sit on this pedestal you know what i mean it's it's good It's good, but I I really don't think it's going to be game of the year. I think there's going to be better games either coming out with Uncharted Three and uh, Skyrim, you know, and obviously Portal Two is better in my opinion anyway. Already, you know what I mean. So I have no, and I have no sort of problem saying that at all. Mm, Um, But but don't get you know. I still think it's a game everybody should play you know what I mean, and, oh, and sure. sort of experience, because it is cool, and the, you know, but it is let down a little bit by just some there's some sort of contradictions and stuff, and mm. you know, it, it it doesn't flow, I think, as well as it could do, really. Yeah. I think, you know, and again, it comes down to the writing and the way stuff's executed, and I get that it's a, a big-scale game, mm. you know what I mean, and, and I've still got the issue with the side missions, that's still as bad, you know, and they're, they're not getting any different, you know, yeah. I'm sort of nine hours in or now. Why you
3: just ignore them?
1: Well, because there's, I guess, there's some achievements attached to them, so oh, I want to well, get you can't to complain be about to...
3: repetition. If you're Chivo Horn,
1: I know, but you know, I, I don't know. There, there are a few exceptions. You know, every now and again, you'll get one that's a little bit different, and maybe just you know, you know, does something a little bit different. But on the whole, they're, they're all pretty much the same thing, just in different situations. You yeah. know what I mean? And the other thing, I've not been impressed, and maybe this will change. You know, in it, like later on in the game, but when I think of LA. Right. Yeah. I think of like the Chinese theatre, you know, the the sort of the walk of the stars with all the stars on and everything, the and all else. the crips. Yeah, all the all the like landmarks of LA. And up to now, I haven't. I've done eleven cases, and I haven't been to any of those landmarks as part of any of the cases. Mm. And I, I just feel like that's a missed opportunity. You know, they spent all of this time uh, creating a supposedly perfect replica of of los angeles and yeah and i haven't like you know been into the hollywood hills or any you know to someone's house that's secluded in the hills or whatever you know overlooking la and there's not been anything like that and i was expecting more of that sort of stuff to because the actual i could be driving around any city in the game and i would have no idea that it was any different to anywhere else it feels like you know there's nothing that makes it la right you know, when you're in, like, GTA 4 and obviously you can see, you know, a replica of the Statue of Liberty and a yeah. repl- replica of the Brooklyn Bridge and a replica of the, you know, a, a, of the Empire State Building and all that, you know that you're in a version of New York. You know, you're coming to Times Liberty Square. Liberty City. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, it's a replica of New York and you and you can see that. You know, with this, I could be anywhere driving around. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. I think the shine's come off a little bit for me. Yeah. Um. But I'm not, like, like I say, you know, you can send me some hate mail if you like, but I'm not saying it's a bad game, but I'm just trying to keep it real, you know what I mean, and and just be honest about it, really. Um, but it's still good, you know, the last case I'm doing, and maybe I just need to get some juicier cases towards, you know, towards the end of the game, you know, and I'm sort of seeing part of the overarching story now and what, what you know, the direction that's going in, so... Yeah. You know, hopefully I'll feel different when I get to the end. You know, maybe I'm at the Mexico stage, you know, at the moment. You yeah, know, as in, as in Red Dead, you know. Oh, I'm I got up. it.
3: Don't worry. I, I hear you. I, did you get, the, did you get that
1: reference? I understand what you're saying. Um, oh. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm Obviously, there's nothing that's going to stop me playing it because I still think there's lots of great things about it, like the facial animation and the acting and, you know, all those sorts of things. But, yeah, and a lot of people have said this, and I'm going to echo what a lot of people have said. The doubt option is weird. Yeah, you know, you do the doubt thing, and he he just shouts at them. You know what I mean? He like shouts at the perpetrator. Right? But but also, some what the other thing that that annoys me slightly is, um, everybody you talk to, right? Even if they're just a witness and have nothing to do with the crime, right? Yeah. So they're just a witness to a crime, or they're a witness to something ever happened, just so that he can use this sort of you know this mechanic in the game. They they either tell you a lie or withhold information for no reason. Because if it was in real life, that wouldn't happen. They would just tell you what they knew. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Lots of times people who
3: see a car crash start lying about it. And then he came out of an alien ship.
1: (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. And that's a bit because it's like no. there's no reason for that. What is the reason? You know, and that's again why it feels a bit contrived. Because what is the reason for some guy who works in a bar when the the victim was in his bar at the night before? He's a serial his,
3: killer is why.
1: Yeah. What's what's his motivation for not telling you the truth? You know, and I'm like, nah. so I'm a little bit at the moment, and and like I say, it's like, oh god, it's hard to without. But there's a like what the murder weapon that's used in every every crime, for instance, right? Yeah, so the the murder weapon that's used in every crime, right, yeah. is is connectable to every suspect. So each suspect has had access to this murder weapon. Yeah, of weapon. course.
3: Otherwise, it wouldn't be a who done it. If it a no, murder but, weapon, were a, like a wrench, it'd be like, no, oh, the mechanic
1: did it. No, but this is a very specific. Without giving it away, it's very specific to a type of something. Ah. Uh-huh. But that specific type. Every single suspect that I've had in every case has had access to that specific thing. Okay. Where you're like, that would never happen in real uh, life. Okay, you know, I get gotcha. you. like six unconnected people would not have access to it. I get gotcha, you. I get gotcha.
3: you. So it's a bit like you know. It's hard I, to suspend your disbelief.
1: Yes, and that's my biggest issue with that's it. That's a I problem guess, in is... a
3: story-based game.
1: Yeah, I don't know how what are you what you're gonna make of it, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to Set
3: see. me up well.
1: I know, it'd be interesting in to trouble see what, with the
3: story, Duke.
1: Um, but I'm not saying you shouldn't play because I the think it's great. Don't worry, I got it on my game it, fly. It could, you know, resolve itself into being something brilliant at the end and maybe that will happen, you know, and I'll maybe change my mind when I get towards the end. But I'm we'll like I said I'm just trying to, you know, be honest about it, I yes, suppose. Be honest. So there you go. That's that's about it for me this week. You know that's sort of all I've played, and um, I'm hoping to get some more stuff in this week because Infamous Two's out on Friday.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: and and the first review was out for that nine out of ten, but you know that's it's early days. That was IGN. That's what they've given it. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. we'll see. What happens, you know? Yes. Um, and Duke Nukem Forever, which I'm really not interested in, but that's out this Friday. Uh, coming yeah. Also. Uh, but I will give love that, that. Said, <laughs> even though I don't
3: really care but, about it.
1: I'm going to give it a rental, whatever. I'm going to go down to the local video shop and rent it for £5 at the weekend. And just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just because I've got to play it, you know, just to see how bad or good it may be. Who, yeah. knows? Who knows? You never know. I might have my mind changed. and It might be, a, you
3: know, 100%. It could might be freaking be a, awesome.
1: It could be. It could be. So what have you been up to
3: then? <laughs> I've been playing a lot of different things. Uh, one of the things I've been playing is a heck of a lot of the multiplayer on Homefront. Oh, my God. The more I play it, the more I love it. And uh yeah, I've been playing with Murphy's Law from the Overseas Connection. Oh god, I feel like we're podcasting with Sh- Duke now. And yeah, it's just so awesome. You know what I realize is the most awesome thing about the Homefront multiplayer is most multiplayer games have copied the Call of Duty formula, right? Like you have kill streaks. If you get three kill streaks then you get a you know, UAV or whatever. Yeah, I
1: mean I mean even Battlefield, yeah, you yeah. know, introduced quite a lot of those sort right. of perk systems so and here's all of that.
3: Homefront took it in a different direction, which was something I remember saying. I would like to see at some point. It's not about how many kills you can get before you die. It's about how many things you can do to help the team over the course of the match. And it's not just killing people. It's taking flags, for instance, as well. And there's this battle point system. Have you played the multiplayer on Homefront?
1: I haven't even played Homefront. Well, full stop.
3: We'll talk about the campaign in just a second, but uh, the um, you no know, the the so so like if you kill an enemy, for instance, you get a hundred. Battle points. If you save up like thirteen hundred battle points, then you can launch like a phosphorus, a white phosphorus attack, and you have a you know you, you destroy everything in this you know little radius of circle. It's really cool, and like
1: you see, you see that would probably be better for me. Yeah, oh no, because doubt, I'm too. I'm I'm just crap at killing people yeah, in multiplayer games. I hear you. So. Yeah, so if it's stuff like medic and you get points for being a medic and things of that nature, you know, where I can be doing other stuff because I I'm much better on objective-based games than I am on just you know uh, you know death matches and stuff like that. You know, or that that is unless it's something like an old-school Unreal tournament, and then I'm pretty good at that, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm used to the fast controls of those. That's- but sort of more modern games, I'm I'm really not that great in in team deathmatch or normal deathmatch, and I much prefer you know, like the more objective-based stuff. So I probably, I don't know, I might quite like it. You never know.
3: Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. I really would recommend people check it out. And if you're playing it, hook me up, Duke Scath on Veteran Gamers. I just, uh, or on Xbox Live, rather, I just uh, cleared out my friends list so to make room for uh, somebody who wants to add me. So I got a couple spots open, people. Check it out.
1: So how did, how did you decide who to delete, then?
3: Um, people I have, I don't even remember. And if they don't have G4TE or veteran gamers in their bio, then they're just gone.
1: Know, How funny good. is that? Because like me, when I do it, um, I always base it on when the when the last time they were on. Well, that it's too, over I mean, two, that's a fact. If it's over two weeks, yeah, they're, they're gone.
3: <laughs> well, You know, there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, yeah. So anyway, then I played the. I finished up the campaign. And I don't know why people are complaining. It so I mean I guess it is short, sort of. There's six chat There's seven chapters, and each one took me about an hour. So, I don't well,
1: Chini G- Chini did it in was it three hours fifty eight minutes or something like that? It took him to do it from yeah, start well, to finish. Oh, he's on better on than also. me at
3: shooters, so that's not too surprising. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I. Uh, but I mean, God, the story is so boring. I'm sorry. Look, people, I saw. A Red dawn, all right. I know that story. This is the exact same story and it uses the exact same like oh, they're such animals. We came upon a mass grave. And there's people on the other side of this chain-link fence. And, like, they're talking to the resistance members. And they're like, avenge me. And it's like, oh, God, it's the same thing. And they spend so much time on this dumb story because they brought the dude in who wrote Red Dawn. And they're like, write us a video game. And he's like, okay, it's Red Dawn, but with North Korea instead of Russians. And they think it's so meaningful and so powerful. And there's so many spots where, like, They slow you down so that you have to walk really slowly through, you know, this neighborhood where everyone got herded away into a concentration camp or something. It's just like, oh, what a sad world. And here's this kid asking you for food. And ah, who cares? Like, that's not I'm sorry. You haven't done a very good job of bringing me into this world. I don't care about any of this. So why are you dragging me through it as if it's going to be so meaningful? It's not.
1: Do you know? Do you know what I think? And I've been thinking this a lot lately. Um, you know, as as we know, you know, we both like story based games. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they're good stories, yeah. you know, we both like that. Yeah. But I think video game developers have got to start realizing that video games are different than movies, and you can still tell great stories in a video game, but it's got to be for a video game it's, and not. Yeah trying to be a movie, right. because it's a, not moving. It's movies. a
3: different way of telling a story, and it has to yeah. be done in a way that combines with the mechanic of the game. Because that's the thing, the biggest problem, is that a lot of these games, there's the game over here, and then there's the story on the other side of the field, and and they sort of combine a little bit in the middle. But mostly, you have the game over here, and then the story over there. And and the best games, like Bioshock, I think, and Mass Effect, find ways of combining the two. And it's you have to do it in a way that really goes beneath the surface. And I think that's the thing that a lot of game designers miss, is that they come up with a story, and even if the story's okay, which I don't think Homefront is, but, you know, whatever, um, it doesn't mesh well into the substance of the game. And so you end up with this really unsatisfying experience. Um, You know, and then there's things like, I guess I played it on normal difficulty, which was a mistake, I suppose, because I found it really frustrating. The guy I'm following is walking around unheard. Like he's standing up, just walking from you know, out in the open, like brr, brr, just taking down the enemies. And I put my head up for half a second. Bam, I'm dead. And it was so yeah. frustrating. I'm like, "What is that? Come on!" And, and then there was this spot where I had to do it like ten times because I was yet yeah, you literally have to advance. And I don't think the enemies just keep coming, but I couldn't tell. And so I, I just kept pushing and kept pushing. And finally, we cleared all the enemies out. And I was like, "Oh God, I finally did it after ten tries!" And I was so you know tense and frustrated. You know how you can get sometimes. And yeah. So we oh yeah. Got there.
1: Well, you do kind Especially of definitely. Especially me. How yeah. You I'm like, come
3: there. on. Uh, <laughs> And then we get to the, the spot, and there's this gate, and it's like, why isn't it opening? And then I kept waiting, and I was like, why isn't it opening? And I just kept waiting and waiting, and it wa- just wasn't – nothing was happening. And it was clear that someone needed to do something. But they weren't doing it. One of the and you know, non player characters. So I reloaded it and I was like, God, I had to do it again like five times in order to succeed again. And then I did. And then it was like, Jenkins, go open that gate and it was like, okay and he did. And then it was, I was like, Why didn't I do it the last time? Ah.
1: But again, i you know, I guess it's it is that finding that balance between game and story, yeah. isn't it? And sort of well, getting, but no, I mean this was just played.
3: a technical glitch that was like Come on, man!
1: Yeah, but the game, but the game—that's what I mean. The gameplay, you know, you've got to tell your story, but the gameplay's got to be almost sort of fluid to oh, that, hasn't yeah. it? Oh, it's, sure. it's got to flow, and when right. when stuff like that happens, it doesn't flow, does yeah, it? And no, that's when not. you sort of get
3: well, get annoyed. Yeah. So anyway, um, all right, I played Portal Two again, all the way through. Again, I know this is <laughs> that's my third time, and now I'm really done. Like, I'm gonna need a long break. Seriously,
1: how many times? If any you DLC play? comes okay. out, I'm gonna be like,
3: no, no. Can't have any portal two, but there's a couple of things I noticed that I hadn't noticed before. Um, so spoilers, people, fast forward five minutes. Um, the turret box. I don't know how I didn't notice this the first time through, but the first two times through, but they're packaging the turrets into these little, you know, boxes for a a store. Yeah, do you know? I I think I saw that, but didn't really think about it. I didn't really notice it. It was like new from Aperture Science. It's like you know, it'll be your best friend or something. You know, who are they sending them to? Yeah, (laughs) right. Exactly. That's a good question. But um, you can. I I found a way to watch. You know, when Wheatley uh is saying, "You gotta turn around because I gotta do this very complicated door unlock thing."
1: Oh yeah, right I found a way to
3: watch him smash the glass oh which, right so no not you're talking about
1: when you have to um just make swap the turret, turret ah yeah. uh, not the not the bit at the beginning where he, where nope. he's going where you have to plug him in so how did you do that
3: then? i'm not going was... to i'm not going to say i'm going to let the listeners ah. figure out a way to do it yeah. i'll just say this he is not very aware of where you put the portals easy he... Do you think that was done on purpose,
1: that you could watch him if you figured it out? Or do you think But then there should uh, be an achievement for it. Man, I felt so smart. But then also, I'm guessing the fact that he, because obviously, in, you know, as far as you're concerned as a player, yeah. you know, it, the, the, when you he might not do anything behind your back and the window would just be broken well, when sure. you turn back around. That's why
3: I wanted to see, like, did they actually... But and he actually forth?
1: physically breaks it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? he just,
3: like like, pushes his
1: head toward it. See how funny is that? Because he'd obviously thought about that. They must have thought someone
3: might. So so we can't just sort of pretend it, right? So then the other thing is, this is another inconsistency. Uh, I guess that wasn't an inconsistency, but here's an inconsistency. When you go to fight Gladys, she's surprised by the fact that you've messed up the turrets and depleted the neurotoxin. But isn't she aware of everything that goes on in the lab? How is she surprised by that?
1: Maybe she was just complacent.
3: Meh, Gladys, complacent? When is she ever complacent about anything?
1: Well, you know, because she's all powerful and I guess she just sort of, uh, you know, thinks that nobody can touch ah, herself. I don't
3: think that's it. Yeah. I, that's Who a, knows? That's a, little, that's a plot hole, I think. Like, why would she... No, nah, because
1: Weeley could have covered his tracks anyway, so she now,
3: be... The best he can do to cover his tracks is to say, I'm talking in a way that she can't hear. I don't know. You're thinking too much about it, I know You're I am. It. All right, oh, And dude, this
1: is the last dude, thing dude, listen, that listen, I have listen, to listen, say. Listen, 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 listen. Right, no, listen.
3: Stop playing the game. Don't worry. I've definitely stopped playing the Stop. But you know what? I came up with something important when I played it this time. Because you remember last week we were talking about that news article where that dude was like, "My, I was very offended that it mentioned adoption and blah, blah, You remember yeah, that? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the line where Le- Wheatley goes, uh, fatty, fatty, no parents. Yep, yep. The next line is Gladys saying, "What's wrong with being adopted?" Yeah, well, they are not going to focus on that. Well, I'm saying though, what know? kind of stupid father is listening to this game yeah. and then not realizing that Gladys sticks up for adopted people? I mean, it's so Aye. stupid. It's like it's like the total apex of like false hype about this game. Give me a break, people. Yeah.
1: Anyway, do you know? Do you know what? I really need. I really think if you keep on playing this game over and over, you're going to have to see a psychiatrist I'm because. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, you get yourself you get yourself wrapped up in it, man. You're like and you're talking at 90 miles an hour. How can there about be portal guns that hasn't
3: happened yet? This game is not realistic. Oh my god! All right, god. I had two more games to talk about. <laughs> I know, right? Um, three, three more games to talk about. Three more. I know. Games. I've been He's going, going through up. GameFly games like crazy. I oh, got bro, Need bro, for whatever, Speed whatever. Hot Pursuit. All right. Okay. I really was looking forward to it. Like, this was one of those games I had put on Gamefly when, it first came, when I first signed up for Gamefly. Yep. And, like, yep. every time it sent me a game, I was like, oh, man, I'm not getting Hot Pursuit. Oh, man, I'm not getting Hot Pursuit. And then they finally sent me Hot Pursuit. And I was so disappointed by it. Because you know what I was looking forward to doing in that game?
1: No, well, Guess. what Guess.
3: What, what's special about that game? What can you do in that Wait. game you can't do in any other game?
1: I don't know. You can put stingers on the road and things. Well, and, you're you a know. cop,
3: and you get to pull yeah. over hot rods, speed racers, yeah. by yeah, 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 yeah. Into them. yeah. How awesome is that? You know how much of yeah. the game that is? Ten percent, fifteen. I was gonna say
1: hardly any.
3: Yeah, there's all these like time trials. Even when you're the cop, it's like you gotta get to where the crime happened. But you, it, but it, here's the other thing that sucks about it: it's all sim racing. Need for Speed used to be an arcade racer. And then they came out with Shift, and it all went to hell. And they're like, "Well, just make it all simmy."
1: Well, it'll be built on the same. Engine I don't want more, a sim so racer. Tough.
3: I want I... The kind of racing we had in Carbon. Need for Speed Carbon is my favorite racing game of all time. I like it better than Burnout Paradise, and I know some people are amazed by that, but it's true. I yeah, loved, well, I loved it.
1: The, that's that's what you got to do. Just go back to the old. I, I guess.
3: guess. But then people, are like, why are you still playing that? Because the new games are all sim, and I don't want to. You be know, a sim I mean. Racer.
1: I mean, I'll say this to you, and it's worth buying, right? And I wouldn't recommend buying MotorStorm Apocalypse because I don't think it's that great a game, unfortunately. Uh-huh. But I can wholeheartedly recommend you getting MotorStorm Pacific Rift.
3: Yeah, I might.
1: That's cause, uh, that would be right up your alley, it's you arcade. Yeah, there's some cool stuff in here. The the multiplayer works brilliantly well. You know what I mean. Yeah. When the PSN's on, that is.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> and I, I definitely would. I mean, I'm, I would imagine you'll pick that up really cheap now. Sure. You know, you'll not pay very much for it. And it's a great, it's a great game. I mean, it's, it's, it's so definitely...
3: satisfying in Hot Pursuit to smash into cars. did you ever play that arcade game Chase HQ?
1: No, that was I didn't. one of the
3: best arcade games ever. It was the same idea, only it was very arcadey and like you had this. Somehow, you pulled up behind the dude, and then you had some button. It was sort of like nitrous, but it could only be used when you were in a certain radius of the car that you were chasing. So you suddenly, like, go twice as fast, and you see <laughs> ram right up. I mean,
1: was, but that's, I mean, the cool thing about uh, Motorstorm is yeah. um, there's obviously ram mechanisms, so if you're side-by-side side with someone, you can ram them off the road nice. and stuff like that. that is good. But in addition to that, you can do hands, so you can give them the finger as you're passing them and stuff. <laughs> yes. You know, so there's all sorts of weird little things like that that you can do. And obviously the ragdoll physics are brilliant to do. You know, when you do crash, you know, it is spectacular, yeah. you know what I mean? And I, I reckon you should, I think you would really
3: like it. Well, you I know, I really do. Out, cause I would definitely recommend it. And here's the other thing. The earlier Need for Speed games, first of all, the Need for Speed logo is really dumb. What is up with that? It's like this right triangle, and then there's this, like, empty square image. It's really stupid. I don't even know what it's supposed to be. Um, Yeah, I have no idea. But Most Wanted in Carbon, whenever you got pulled over by the cops, it would show the cops, like, throwing you to the ground and beating you up. Why can't they show that now that I'm the cop? I want to see me beating up somebody. That would be awesome. I don't know. Have you I just crash feel... their car into a wall.
1: I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a really big race fan. I like arcade races, you yeah. know, but again, I'm happy with one or two of those in five years. Yeah. You know, I'm not, that, I'm not, that, you know, and I love, I do love most because I'm sort of okay at it, you know, so I'm fine with that.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but I don't know. I just feel like the racing genre itself has got a bit stagnated really well wow, it's all uh, sims now that's why it's stagnant. yeah and i and i think they're struggling to find something new you know to do something new with the genre and and you know there's only things like forza really that are, are sort of leading the way and that it's a sim racer so you're not gonna like that i'm saying and that's I what think, i
3: thought was going to be the case with hot pursuit i was like this is you gonna know be taking it back to the roots but adding the element of you know chasing people down and smashing into them no and
1: Test Drive Unlimited, you know, they've, they've tried to do something different. It's set on a great big island, and you can drive around it, and races yeah. can start and finish wherever it's you want. But again, too, though. But it's really simmy, yeah. yeah. I mean, Burnout Paradise, I guess, is your best bet. To I, be yeah, able I to...
3: couldn't get into that. I don't know what it was. See, because everyone loved that. That's yeah. arcadey as well. That's not yeah. too simmy, is it? I don't know.
1: Anyway, so um, what else have you been playing? So then,
3: then there was Medal of Honor. It was when I sent Need for Speed Most Wanted back. I said, send me the next thing on my list, and they sent me Medal of Honor, which... I've only played the multiplayer so far, but I really liked it. I thought it was kind of fun. Um, it's a lot like Homefront in some ways because uh, and now it's based on sort of like kill streaks. Uh, it, right, it okay. kill streaks. I don't know why I say sort of, um, but I guess you can get some points maybe for capturing the territories if you're on. But well, this game was the one
1: that was made by Dice, wasn't it? The yeah, play was I right. dice Yeah, it so it was just... a
3: lot like Battlefield and Homefront. Yeah. Well, I guess Homefront's different, but anyway. Yeah, it, it has a lot of similarities. And it's really about precision. And it's sort of like on the Operation Flashpoint end of things because, you know, you get shot by someone that you can't see where they are and there's no kill cam and they don't show you where they are after they kill you. So you have no idea where they are, literally. And it's sort of aggravating in that sense because you just, you know, you, you got to be really careful when you go out in the open. A lot of games you can sort of go out in the open and then you jump back or whatever. But no, this one, one shot, you'll be down. So I don't know. It is all right. But I'm definitely not going to buy the battle code for this because, you know, and that reminds me, it sort of seems like EA is forcing people to sort of choose one, because if you don't buy your games new, then it doesn't make sense. I'm not going to buy Homefront and Medal of Honor and buy the battle pass for both of them. You know what I mean? I'm going to pick one.
1: Yeah, but then the reason they've done that is to obviously try and stop people buying second-hand games, wow. isn't it? And if you buy it second-hand, you want to play the multiplayer, you've got to pay to play it. I think That's it's the just whole get,
3: I mean, okay, maybe there is a bit of deterrence intended, but I think it's also a thing of, like, we just want to get a little money if you're going to play our multiplayer game, which makes sense to me, I suppose. No,
1: which is fine, because they're not getting any money from yeah, that second-hand right. sales. So sure. it's like they're saying, we're getting no money when you buy our game second-hand, so we'll
3: get some. If you want to play the multiplayer, you have to pay us to play it. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, in a way... It means that I'm not. I'm definitely not going to play the one that I get second because I've already paid to play Homefront, and I'm kind of interested in Medal of Honor. I might, you know, conceivably want to play that more, but I'm not going to pay another ten dollars. Yeah, but that. Well, then
1: I'll that out it because. Because at the end of the day... Yeah, they're not getting money Before either, the right. implant, they wouldn't have gotten any money anyway. Yeah. So it wouldn't... Oh, hey, I, you hear know, you. Like, I hear
3: you. I know. about 10% of it, they, they will get some money back, yeah. I guess.
1: In, in their I don't know.
3: The other thing I like about Medal of Honor is that it's all soldiers. There's no tanks. There's no helicopters to worry about. It's just, you know, on the ground. Which is nice because, you know, every other game, you know, except, I guess, Call of Duty, you got vehicles to worry about. Which, you know, if you're in home front and you see a tank, what are you going to do? Nothing. That's what you're going to
1: do. I mean, it, I mean, it's interesting because, obviously... You know, that... Again, I mean, you know, like the racing genre, it's it's getting more and more difficult for first-person shooter multiplayer makers, you know, to do something new. You know, Brink tried to do something like that, and unfortunately, it didn't really come off as it, as it intended. You know, but then, you know, there's been another patch now, and, and people are still, you know, the people who are loving that game are really loving it. Well, that's you know, the, the thing people I tried who to play it a little it. more
3: because I gave that challenge last week. I'm yep. not playing. That. I played one round, and I was just like, nobody's talking. Everybody on my team is a bot. I just don't care. I'm done.
1: Yeah, and and to be honest with you, and I should you know, sell it quickly ha- before I lose all my money. Yeah, exactly. But this happened with Team Fortress 2 in the beginning because it, it, you know, the servers were all screwed and yeah. you know people couldn't. There was all this really bad lag. It never got off the ground. And unfortunately, you know, if you're gonna ship a game that is almost entirely multiplayer based, mm-hmm. you have got to make sure those fundamental things are right. You know, you okay, cannot right. ship that game. If the servers aren't working and there's lag issues, because it will kill you, you know, that will kill the game. Yeah. You know, it's it's like, you know, as the old adage goes, you know, if if you want to tell something good about something, you'll only tell three people. If you want to tell them something bad, you'll tell eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, so sure. for every person who's had a bad experience, they will tell eight of their friends that it was bad. Sure. Do you know what I mean? And I that, and that is... Mean. That is what they're up against. These developers have got to get this stuff right from the outset, you know?
3: Yes, I hear you. You I agree.
1: Should have had a beta. If they've had a beta, maybe that wouldn't have been a problem. They could have sorted it out prior to the game releasing properly. Perhaps. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel... They've got to start sorting these things out. They can't be patching games sort of three, four weeks in and hoping people are still going to buy it. I hear
2: you.
1: It just cannot happen. I mean, so what do you what do you think towards the end of this year? You know, because obviously you love your multiplayer games. You know, is it going to be Battlefield 3 or is it going to be Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 for you?
3: I'm thinking Battlefield 3.
1: Yeah. But you know do what? You the think
3: squads, it... the fact that the squads are yeah. still there, it really makes me want to just keep playing home front instead. Because I'll tell you this, man. Every time I play home front, every time, there's people talking about the game. And it's so nice. It's such a nice change of pace. Because you have, first of all, the games are 16 on 16. So there's lots of people on each team. And you can talk to the whole team. And that makes such a big difference for me. And maybe it doesn't make a big difference for other people. And, okay, you don't have the same sort of unity, especially when you know the people on your team. It's nice to have the squads, I guess. But if you don't know anybody, you know. It's,
1: but it's like <laughs> I said, you know, if they just implemented the proximity thing, so if you were near to one yeah, of your teammates, sure. you could hear them. That would sort that issue out, wouldn't it? It wouldn't, you it would, be because score. like
3: when I die after, okay, let's say I'm going to get base A, and I get yeah. shot, I want to let people know, hey, there's a guy on the roof of A, and he's shooting. And, and if I've just died, I'm not near anybody, but I still want to let people know there's a dude on top of A. So I think Homefront has really nailed the social communication thing.
1: But do you, do you think you know because everybody's you know, talking about Battlefield 3 like it's going to be the second coming or something, you know what I mean? And, you know, it's going to be the best thing since sliced bread, and it's going to, you know, take Call of Duty down a peg or two and all this sort of stuff, then I don't know whether it is. I don't think it's, you know, I think it's going to be a great game, you know, but... Don't
2: believe the hype!
1: Yeah, do you know it
3: feels a lot like that, and everyone's getting so excited about I'm it. You know, just, I'm I... really cynical about all that hype stuff. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's always people who are saying it's going to be everything's going to be this, it's going to be that, and you know, a, a lot of times, even when everybody else is excited about it, including you and Chinny, I'm sometimes like, eh, I'm not that bothered. And there's games that I love that other people think are stupid. So I think it's all about what you like, and to take everything with a grain of salt
1: maybe we should rename ourselves to the keeping it real show.
3: Keep it real. <laughs> or the cynical it real. bastards. <laughs> yeah. But so anyway, fun. one more game I gotta talk about. Um I I got Spider Man, Shattered Dimensions Oh, I've heard that's terrible. Yeah, I know. And I know Chinny told me that at one point it was sucked because I was like, he did something. Because
1: was, there was a Spider-Man game that was meant to be quite good, but it wasn't that one. Well, I once think. upon
3: a time, I played Spider-Man 2, and I loved that game. I thought it was yeah. awesome because it was the first game I'd ever played where you can get up. I had never played Crackdown, so it was the first one I'd ever played where you can like get up into – I think it actually came out before Crackdown. You could like get to the top of the skyscraper, you know what I mean? And that was such an yeah. amazing thing. At the time, to be like up on top of these buildings, and like you said about prototype, you could just go jumping off of it. Yeah,
1: have you played? Die. Have you ever played prototype? I still haven't
3: played prototype. I yeah, play
1: you should that play that because that's great for a couple of hours, yeah. you know, just to get that sort of stuff out of your system. Right. Brilliant.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> I was excited about this. I mean, I wasn't really excited, but I thought, okay, you know, it'll be another Spider Man game and it'll be kind of like that. But it wasn't because it's. <sighs> It's split apart. There's a stupid contrived story, and they they know that their their story is kind of dumb, so they're sort of poking fun at themselves and like that's a, I, I don't even think they have this line, but it's sort of along these lines. Like that sounds like something out of a bad video game, you know what I mean? That sort of thing where it's like they know they're being silly. Um, and there was one part where the bad guy's like, "Cease your incessant prattling," and Spider Man goes, oh, "Incessant is the best kind of prattling." I thought that was kind of funny. Um, yeah. yeah, but. The problem is that, you know, like you're regular Spider-Man at one point and then suddenly you're there's future Spider-Man and they take you to this future world where you have these different abilities and then you go to I don't even know what it's supposed to be, Nazi Germany or something and it looks like the Saboteur all of a sudden and everything's like sepia toned and you're moving in the shadows and then you go to this other thing where there's a different Spider-Man and so you're constantly rotating between these different areas and it's really stupid and there's a lot of visual gimmickry and suddenly you're in a jungle stage, and I was just like, what is this now? And it's really hard to tell like where you're going to attach your web to, so suddenly I'm falling down into this ravine, and I don't know what I'm supposed to do to get out of it. And um, The stealth is a total rip-off of Arkham Asylum, and there's this part where you know if you're running along and you come to a wall, suddenly you start going up the wall. You don't have to tell it, I want to go up the wall now. So Is that you getting angry or in the game?
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> but... It's really weird because suddenly the camera goes all screwy, and you're like, oh, wait, now I'm going up a wall. I don't want to do that. And then you try to jump off it, but then the camera's all screwing around as well. Um, there's this part where after you fight with this dude for a little while then you suddenly up real close and you're boxing with them and it's kind of cool because you know like pushing it up it's sort of like the fight night controls you push up and you jab and then you twirl it around and you do a roundhouse and this and that now it's kind of a neat change of pace but the controls were also kind of wonky on that and um you know eventually you reach a point where there's so many repetitive tasks and you're trying to lift these platforms but you have to uh, do all these different steps, and I was just like, you know what, I'm done with this, screw this. Do you
1: know what, though? It, it It is a good idea to play games like that. You know, you should play. You we should all try, play. You... No, no, because yeah, it reminds could... you how good the really great oh, games yeah, are. Absolutely.
3: And I'm just you, curious. You, should, you, know, you, you, know, you know, I, I never know when them, I'm that going to find another quantum of solace. Like, that's the yeah. thing, is that like everyone, everyone said that game was crap. And I was like, I want to see for myself, and I'm so glad I did. Now, obviously, it was an anomaly because the one after it was crap, and the last 007 game I played before it was crap. But something about that game just really hit every cylinder I was interested in uh, experiencing. So, I mean, interestingly, you know,
1: I nearly have oh, there's a couple of games on the shop too at the moment that are really cheap. Did you just say near? Near? No, nearly ball. <laughs> no. What I was mean? No, no, not near. God, no, no. <laughs> No, but there's a couple uh, of games on uh, Shop Two that are really cheap at the moment, and I'm tempted. I must admit, I'm tempted to buy. Oh, well, they're really and, um, cheap. What do you get to lose? Well, one of them, one Three of them quid? was uh, Lost Planet Two. Oh you man, know, don't get
3: John started well, on that. Yeah, but eight quid,
1: man, eight pounds for that, and I was like, <laughs> that's still oh, much, Man, wait till it goes down to four. Um, and the other one, the other one, and I need, and I, he's still on there for eleven pounds. Is uh, Yakuza Three? Oh, geez. you know, and I've enjoyed Yakuza Four so much. I I'm like, man. maybe. Maybe I should buy this but for eleven pounds. That's Yakuza a good 4. investment. I'm about halfway through well, wait but got distracted.
3: You 4. If you I know really distracted with... Yakuza, then yeah. you go get three.
1: Yeah, distracted <laughs> with Portal Two and then distracted with Valet Noir, obviously, and that's the problem, isn't it? And yeah. they're on rental, man. I've had them for like months and that and Kirby's Epic Yarn and You're still have like, Portal Two pay... on rental. No, no, I bought Portal oh, Two. Okay.
3: No, no, I didn't rent. Oh, no,
1: you mean Yakuza four? Yakuza four and Kirby's Epic Yarn I've still got wow. both on rental those That's
3: the thing. I've come to see GameFly as the way for me to try out games that I really doubt I'll like very much. But I'm just going yeah. through the list. And I'm like, yeah, I'll try that. Yeah, I'll try that. Yeah, I'll try that. I should put MotorStorm on there.
1: Yeah, Pacific Rift. I think you would love. I think you would really like that Do my game. Best
3: to try it soon. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think that would be. But right. if I piece,
3: sorry, dude. I ain't doing that Brink thing. I ain't getting to level 15. It's not gonna no.
1: It's not going to obviously, okay. but if you don't like it, you don't like it. There's nothing oh, you can do is... about that. I know. I know you well enough now, Duke, That if you've decided you don't I'm like the like game, not to change my mind. That is, that is pretty much it. You know, and there's you nothing, know. nothing. I've I've resigned myself to the fact that there's nothing to do to change your mind. That's, oh, that's the end true. of it.
3: I mean, but I'm willing to listen to reason, and I'm willing to admit that, like, okay, there's certain things that I just don't like, but that other people do, and that's fine. But it's just you know, you're not going to get me to see some new side of a game if I've given it a fair shot. Definitely not. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, listen to okay. Don't give it up with two worlds too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. See. Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> um. Okay. What a Moving long on. Yeah, that was. That's fine. You know. No. Oh, that's no, what people tune in for. Hear us talking. Yeah. And some people turn off now. So you know. <laughs> that's right. You know. People just turn off. Um. So yeah, it is our time. Uh, for the old indie pick. Oh, indie yeah. Pick, indeed. Indie pick indeed. Uh, So, yeah, let's have that. And uh, yeah, this week's Indie pick is Avatar
2: Legends.
4: (laughs) Indie game review. review.
0: Greetings, guys, gals, and guildies. It's Vlados here with a sweet new treasure chest for you to open, by which I mean an indie game to review. This week we'll have a look at the latest indie avatar RPG avatar legends at 240 microsoft points it won't break your piggy bank the graphics are solid and the dialogue is cute obviously you can cloak your avatar in sword and shield as you quest to save the land of well i don't think we know what the land is called anyway you can make your own games with this title because it has a multiplayer map builder Share your orc-bashing arena with a friend. Barker's Crest, the producer, also gave us avatar golf and home run challenge with avatars, so if nothing else, you can be sure they know how to incorporate avatars into their games. The Barker's Crest website has a tutorial about how to make multiplayer maps for avatar legends, and there's even a page on the site about how to find an Easter egg in the credits for all BC games. Also, it's just one guy in Houston, Texas. Okay, I'm off to fight goblins. Level up, the Yatches. Lee Roy Jenkins. Vlados out.
3: She doesn't quite uh, give it the proper, uh. Oh.
0: I don't know, it was pretty good.
3: I mean it's pretty <laughs> funny, I mean, she, she drags the E, but you gotta have the mm, at the end.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, hers was more like Lee Lee <laughs> Sounds like some old woman on Chinese uh making fun of.
1: Great. Yes. Oh, I love it. I love it, i like, you know, well we love Vlados, you know, she settled in well now. We have Alan, she, you, know. <laughs> you have to love her. She's Not quite as nasty this week, you know. Sometimes she's a bit unpredictable. She's
3: unpredictable. Sometimes. That's
1: true. even, but this week she was quite nice for a yeah, change. How about that? So who knows? Um, so yeah, Avatar Legend. So what did you think
3: then? Um, I like the idea. Obviously, I mean, I bought the last RPG we saw with avatars. Um, but this was uh, the music was kind of annoying. I mean, I, I suppose it sounds okay, but it just it was a very it was a pretty short loop. And there's guitar music and bing, ding,
2: ding, 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 ding,
3: ding. Um, the mechanics were okay at first, but then I realized that if you were too close to an enemy, you couldn't hit them. And I was like, what's that about? Because, you know, you see an enemy, you want to go get them. But I got too close to them, apparently, and I was like, well, now I can't hit them. This is dumb. Um, you know, I don't know. It was all right. And I guess the. Trial ended quickly, and I was just sort of like, I'm not interested in investing any money on this, so I did not buy it. Oh, no. I get the sense there's a lot there if you want to spend the time to find it, but I don't know. The stuff I found – and, you know, like, okay, so you're in this village, and, like, there's people to talk to, and and it's like – Hey, do you have anything that you need doing? And it, the person was like, No, what a weird question to ask somebody. Because, get it? It's like every role playing game has that mechanic, but they realize that it's kind of silly. I don't know. It was just, uh, I was underimpressed. I liked it. I've got to say, I liked it.
1: I bought it. Oh, I snap. It. And I've, I've probably played it for about three or four hours. Oh my God. You know, put, yeah, I put quite a lot of time into wow, this game. that's
3: hardcore. Um,.
1: It's not brilliant it's not brilliant, but I'll tell you what for for something that you know one guy on his own has made it's pretty impressive and the yeah, the like creation it. stuff being able to create you can actually create your own uh little worlds you can yeah. link them together you can make your own quests up and stuff you yeah. can put enemies in there you can put characters you can pick avatars off your friends' list to be in the game you made oh, that's pretty cool which is really cool. Um and you can name them, you can give them sort of expressions or how they stand when you meet them. There's a lot for people who like making stuff. I think mm. they would love this game. You know, for the the Minecraft uh, crowd. Yeah. I I can see them really loving this. But on the back of that, he's he's created quite an impressive sort of single player campaign as well into into the game. Yeah. Um the issues I've got I've got stuck at the moment and I've got to say um there's a few things that have, that have annoyed me slightly. Yeah. Uh, it takes forever to level up mm. um, and get to the next level. Um, you sort of have to get to a hundred XP each time, so it doesn't progressively get more. It starts off at a hundred and it stays at a hundred. So every hundred XP you get, you get to level up, right. and which obviously gives you stuff for your stats. You know, for your speed and your intelligence, for magic and all that sort of stuff. So that all works pretty well. Um, but the enemies are pretty hard. And it's really hard to get enough money to buy better weapons. The wep- the, the drops in the chests you find very rarely have anything useful in, apart from bread. Yeah. So you don't. So you don't. You know, it's difficult to pick up decent weapons without paying god knows how many gold pieces to get something cool. And it's really hard to get that much gold. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty cool. And the I've had some issues with. It, it does a thing which I was quite surprised at for a, a sort of a, ba- a you know, a basic type game, which is, um some of the quests you can't do if you haven't got the right level on something mm. or you, or if you haven't done something already yeah. and there's a couple of these that I'm stuck on at the moment I have no idea what I've got to there's no indication that, like for instance if you like there's one um, where I've got to save a, a woman's boyfriend because he thinks he's a troll
3: right
1: but he isn't really so you go and speak to him and he's just like talking in gibberish yeah. because he thinks he's a troll but there doesn't seem to be anything you can do to change that, and I haven't figured out what I need to do differently. Oh, you're to, to be troll? No, obviously not. No, maybe on. that's what I need to do. But it would be nice if it gave you a little hint as to what you needed to do. Right. You know, if it said, oh, you need to go and talk to such-and-such such before you can complete this quest, or yeah, whatever, you know, right, gave, right, gave sure. you some little indication. Oh, sure. So that's one of the issues. The other issue I've got, and and this, again, could have been easily rectified... If it had just put, um, you know, like an incremental slowly increasing health bar, you know, once you did lose some health, you know, that would have helped the flow of the game. Because what you tend to do is end up running away, going back to this town and having to buy some more bread Mm. or whatever to get your health back in the game. You know, rather than sort of, you know, running off and... Sort we're of like all used to, you know.
3: to health coming back on its own. Yeah, and I
1: think that that wouldn't been to You know, it would have been better to have a... Comment. So it would only come back slowly, but, you know, you could increase the speed of you ate bread or that's whatever. That's interesting because,
3: yeah, I remember, you know, we were talking about this with the guy from uh, SpiderWeb Software, Jeff Vogel, and he was saying that, like, sometimes that's a conscious decision and not give you that regenerating health because it means that the game mode is gonna be a little different, you know, like if you don't have that gold coming in all the time, you have to pick your battles a little more carefully and you have to be Which would be
1: Which would be fine if this was, like you said, sort of accurate with the hit detection and (laughs) stuff of that nature. But it does feel like a lot of times you get hit cheaply because you're sort of, like you said, too close. And then it becomes annoying because it's it's not fair in a way. The game's not fair. Um, But other than that, I've I've been really enjoying sort of wandering around. And I've got to say, he's done a really good job of, of... building this countryside and different environments and different towns and yeah. you know different characters in the game and you know they it, I've just been really impressed so far with oh, it you know great. I think it's I think it's very cool like I said there are a few issues but I really can't complain, you know, for the price. And I've put quite... A, I mean, even the three or four hours, I think I've got my money's worth, yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. from the game. And there's stuff I haven't even tried out yet, you know. Yeah. I, I did play some uh, multiplayer. That was quite interesting. Yeah. You know, and it, it's a little bit like... Um, the original two worlds multiplayer, so it's a bit like a horde mode, if you will. So you sort of go into a multiplayer, that worked fine, there was no connection issues or anything like that, and basically there was sort of three of us in like an arena, yeah. and, and all these monsters attacking, you have to dispatch them as quickly as you can, and then the next wave comes. Yeah. Cool. so it was, I, I mean I, I, there's a lot in that game for a for very little money you know there's like the creative thing there's the the single player there's the you know the the sort of challenge mode so there's i i think it's you know if it, it's definitely worth a look at for anyone who just wants a sort of cheap rpg just to try something a bit different yeah, you know because i've cool. I, you know all well, credit to the developer i think he's you know put his tools to good use but he's obviously good at creating 3d environments right. uh Within XNA, you know that's his forte, isn't he? And using avatars, so yeah, yes, no, it's not bad at all. And the magic works quite well. I've got fireballs coming out of my hands now. <laughs> nice, uh, but he have even done He has done power-up attacks. So if you hold the left trigger and then hold your fireball, you you create a big fireball around you, and then it sort of does a ranged attack against everybody around you. Yeah. So he's, there's a lot of stuff in it. You know, he has tried to put as much sort of um, RPG stuff in as he could on you know on that limited basis. Yeah. But yeah. Not, not bad at all. All right. So there you go. Thumbs up from me. Man, thumbs
3: down, but you know, whatever. Yeah, uh, it's one of those things where it might just not appeal to me.
1: Yeah. So what I thought we'd do, because as we know, it is E3 next week. E3 yes, is E3 it is on the way. Uh, but i don 't think i'll be i 'll be watching the sony conference uh that 's for sure uh, because it 's only starting five p m uh, american time so it 's one o 'clock in the morning for us this time around instead of it 's usually one in the afternoon you know but they 've gone for a late start on this one and and there 's as Murphy pointed out which i i wasn 't aware it 's for five hours five hours now apparently i 've heard since that that it 's going to be for about an hour and a half and then like a party afterwards, etc. cetera huh because I've really no idea what they could be talking about for five hours, you know. And I loved, um, and I can't remember who said it on the show, but oh, it might have been, it might have been Steve Conger actually, uh-huh. who said, he said maybe, maybe they're going to uh, apologise individually to every PSN user, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's why it's going to take five hours. But who knows? But yes, as it, as it is that time, you know, and I know a lot of shows are doing predictions and stuff like that. Well, we're not going to do any of that. Nope. I predict that this show will have no predictions. None of, none of our own, anyway. I already <laughs> made our, my
3: prediction. Uh, but I
1: have got, I have, uh, courtesy courtesy of uh, one of our listeners. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Major Chavez, bless him. Oh, you know? yeah. So thank you very much for that as has actually sent us you know what I like to term now as a wooden floor list <laughs> you know wooden floor oh, lists now God, it is going guess
3: the fake floor again
1: yeah yeah well we actually go. to be fair right and i'm going to be honest here, you it's not quite as fake floor as as some that we've had in the past I you see. know it's it's less uh, less fake floor well, I,
3: I trust major Chavez, so we'll see
1: because because this has actually um yeah, this has actually come from IGN, so this is IGN's prediction. Okay. Right. So I thought we'd just go through these, and any you want to talk about or are interested in, then we'll talk about those. Hands okay.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. So let's start off uh, with the Nintendo ones. Let's get Nintendo. Yeah. Out start of the with way.
3: Nintendo. Why not?
1: So this is what IGN thinks is going to be happening. So they're going to announce uh, or show the Mario 3DS, and it's going to be a blend of Mario Galaxy and Super Mario Brothers 3. Are we interested? No. Nope. I, I have a 3DS. I might be interested in this. You know, I might want to
3: play it. Are you playing your 3DS a lot these days? It, it's very good at collecting dust, I've got <laughs> to say. <laughs> that's that's... Fun, funny how Nintendo makes a lot of gadgets like that.
1: Yeah, and I've started writing my name on the top, so I, I sort of every day I rub that off. When the dust collects again, I just write something. So I t- t-
3: if it. it's collecting dust, that means Millie isn't even playing it.
1: No, well, you know, she's getting one for Christmas, so I don't want her to play it too much anyway. Well, so. but well, it sounds like she's well, not even asking. In, in two weeks' time, uh, Ocarina of Time is out, so I think it will be definitely getting dusted off then. Are you going to be like,
3: it, hey, you know what, Millie, I'm going to give you your present early.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might do. Get you something else for Christmas, because this isn't very exciting <laughs> anymore. Anyway. Anyway. Um, Okay, next one, Nintendo is going to announce a new Metroid three D S game. Well,
3: how many different surefire uh, titles do they have? If the Zelda's already out or it's coming out next
1: yeah, a couple of weeks. Mario's
3: on its way. Yeah, it's been
1: announced. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well what else do they have? The Donkey Kong, some version of Donkey Kong?
1: Yeah, I'm sure there'll be some version of Donkey Kong coming Uh, to it as well.
3: Metroid is just a logical thing to have in that group.
1: Yeah. Some sort of Mario Kart
3: racer at some point.
1: More interestingly, I heard this week, and I don't know whether this is true or whether I dreamt it, but I'm sure I heard this week that Capcom have said they're withdrawing support for the 3DS. Oh my
3: goodness.
1: Yeah, yeah. so I don't know what that means, and they've obviously got Street Fighter, which is one of the, the most critically acclaimed games on there, and obviously they've got the Resident Evil games coming out on mm-hmm. it. Uh, but they've said after that, there's nothing else. They're not doing anything else for the 3DS. So that's a bit weird for me, you know, because that's either saying you don't think it's going to be successful enough or right. it costs too much to develop for. Who knows? That's it is a, a lot, lot to
3: develop. I mean, you know, going out of your way to develop for that thing, I'm sure it's a lot of extra work for not much payoff.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. not
3: yet. I, I suppose that's the way it is for most consoles when they first launch, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, next one, this one I'm I'm interested in. If this was true, this would be cool, but I I don't think this is going to be true. But you never know. I, I guess it's possible. Uh, but a free uh, 3DS 3D video re- recording application announced. So mm. an application that'll allow you to record 3D video.
3: But you'd only be able to play it on your 3DS. That is true. So that is I don't
1: true. Know. I just...
3: That would I think be if cool. they could find I'm, some I'm way to say, do be... either video or pictures that you could then share with other people, that would be very interesting. I think that might be the yeah, bump but, they need.
1: Yeah, but you could you could do that. if you have. I'm assuming that if you have a 3D-enabled telly and obviously transfer the files onto a, a – Yeah, but I
3: mean some other way because that would be a little arduous. Well, there is no other there way because you people, have – Well, but some sort of special glasses or I don't know. Oh, no, you're going back to glasses. That's
1: the whole point is glasses. Spring. I'm What's just the saying, you? like, there's no
3: other way to do it. There isn't. You've got yeah. to have
1: something that can show 3D, so you uh, know. But we'll get to that, because I've got a little bit of news uh, based around that, so uh, we'll come to that in a little bit. Uh, okay, Nintendo shows off Wii Successor, and Wii Successor is named and dated. Well, that's that's not hard to predict, because they've already said they're doing that, so that's not really a prediction, is it? You know, we've yeah, seen exactly. enough about this thing already. You yeah, know, and, and it has
3: and, no battery or no power cord. Yeah, but that was interesting because it was a secret video. That I, came I know we saw up. the secret video, secret video. But the guy with a battery
1: matched... charger on his table or something. So the secret Japanese. video, secret video matched the secret picture that came out about three weeks what, prior. It's the to same that from person different... releasing both of. I don't. Know. It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if it didn't look like that. You know, we'll see. But it seems a bit of a coincidence that two things would come out and look the same. Two people have a
3: battery charger on their table?
1: Who knows? Who knows? So we'll see. But I'll be, I'll be interested if it does look like that. But he looked quite cool as he goes. I don't think that would look too terrible. But to it's honestly.
3: just the way the console looks. You haven't seen any of the games on it. I know,
1: but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Anyway, so that that is that is that. And and interestingly, I was talking to Steve about this last night after we finished recording. And you know, I was I was asking him, do you know, do you think they're gonna try and market this? back towards the hardcore but obviously retain the casual audience that they've gained from the Wii. You know, is this gonna are they gonna try and redress the balance, you know, that they lost out on with the Wii?
3: Maybe.
1: Do you think they care even, are they are they even bothered I about it? I
3: mean if the only their purpose is to sell units they've done very well without worrying about the hardcore audience. Yeah, Why would they I wouldn't mean, bother, you hate, know, because that might alienate hate. the grandparents and the, you know, family people.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I, I guess, but then, you know, as a as a game company, you know, as a game company, do you not think they feel a little bit let down at the fact that maybe, you know, they have lost that core audience of gamers?
3: I don't think so, because Nintendo has never based them... I mean, they were a trading card company way back in the day, and they've always they been about, like, cuter games. I mean, Super Mario Brothers is a pretty cute game, and even Metroid yep. is not very violent. And I mean, I've never no, played no, any no, of them no. since the first one, so I don't know, but...
1: But that's not to say that they didn't used to have those really core cool games on the console. Like I mean, Resident, e- Resident Evil 4 launched on the Nintendo, didn't it? You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, I guess there's GoldenEye, but I don't know. i,
1: I... And GoldenEye. You know, they used to be a core console, you know, for core gamers. Yeah, and but I think but you
3: know what? I, I don't know if it's possible for one company these days to do both. And I think that Nintendo is probably pretty happy with what they've got in the market right now. I think it'd be interesting to see what they target
1: this out Because yeah. if they're saying it's, it's going to be more powerful, you know, this is what they've said than the PS3 or the or the 360, then what would be the point of that? You know, if they're going to make a more powerful console, then you're going to have to have the more powerful games on it. Because it would just seem a nonsense to do it otherwise. Maybe. Anyway.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, okay, a new major franchise announced from Miyamoto. You know, something new. Because they, they haven't really done anything new for a long time, have they, in, Nintendo, true. as far as far as new franchises yeah. go, you know, what
3: was two would what, be a good way to do it.
1: Yeah, because I mean, we've I mean, obviously we ha- we have had new stuff, you know, like the Wii Fit thing and the Wii Play, but they're not really proper games, well, no. are they? Absolutely they're just experiences not. and stuff. So it'd be it'd be nice to see something new. Well, coming they're all out. mini
3: games. That's the thing is Nintendo's ripe for a, a new franchise that's not just mini game based.
1: Yeah. I mean, this next one probably would ring true a little bit more for me, I guess, which is Zelda Skyward Sword uh, HD will be confirmed for the Wii successor rather than the, the, the standard Wii that it was originally coming out on. Okay. That would make uh, sense to me, really, to to have Skyward Sword coming out for the Wii successor because, you know, they they want a big title on the console as a launch title. And if this comes out this year, that's what they yeah. want on it, isn't it? Sure. You know what I mean? So I'm sure... Why not? And the fact we haven't had much else coming out on the Wii from, from Nintendo would suggest that they've been working hard on games for the for the new console as well. So we'll, we'll see. It'll be interesting to we see. We will see. I, I must admit, out of the three, I'm, this is probably what I'm most interested in seeing. And not because I'm probably going to get one,
3: but just to see what they've come up with. Yeah, yeah, like you say, you're not going to get one. You're going to get one. I'll, I'm not going to get one. Yeah, whatever. Everything you say about me with Call of Duty, it's you and Nintendo stuff.
1: I don't know. <laughs> and then the last, the last two things I want to mention on the on the Nintendo camp is uh, the Virtual Boy back catalogue to be downloadable for the 3DS. Would anyone really care? What's the Virtual Boy? Back oh, is that, was it not that? It was that stupid one that you put on your head, wasn't it? That was like a big head <laughs>
3: mask thing. Know, why? That's why would you?
1: Silly. Yeah. Why? Why would you even? Because be they could, it?
3: and it oh, might yes. make you know some limited sense in the context of the 3DS. Because no other game console will allow you to play those games.
1: Yeah, and then the the, finally the biggest vapour vaporware, I think, that's uh, come out of any of these sorts of things uh, that we've seen in previous years, even which was the wee vitality sensor returns. Who cares? I mean, what is that all? I don't even know what that was meant to be. You know, this thing like a bloody heart monitor. Yeah, stick a heart monitor on your finger and away you go. You know, and play games whilst you're doing that. Why? Why? Why is that a good idea? Who knows? So that's pretty much Nintendo predictions. Nothing that interesting. Okay, uh, okay Sony. This is what they reckon for Sony. Uh, yeah, I mean, and again, these aren't really predictions because we sort of know all of these. So NGP named, price, and dated for Japan. NGP launch will get revised. And that's
3: their new handheld, is that right?
1: Uh, and NGP will be move compatible. That just sounds weird, that. What
3: does it even stand for, NGP?
1: Uh, Next Gaming something or other. I mean, new I don't know. Yeah, Next Gaming Platform or New Gaming Piece platform. of crap. Yeah, who knows? Who cares? But what you meant to do with move compatibility, like put it at an angle against your wall and then wave your your move.
3: Oh, that sounds awesome.
1: I I mean I don't even know why why it would need to be move compatible. It just sounds weird. And who cares? Who cares? I mean the move, to be honest with you. Has really had. I mean, look at it. Like the biggest game that was announced last year for the move hasn't even arrived. It was meant to come out this spring, and it's not even. That's gone. why
3: the move hasn't blown up yet. As soon as that, you're talking about the little Harry Potter like.
1: Yeah, sorcery. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah, and once that comes out, it's gonna blow up the spot.
1: Yeah. You know what's happened to that? I blow mean, up is the it even. spot? <laughs> is it even still being made? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, PS. PS. Three price cut announced. Yeah, I could, I could possibly see that happen. Well, they've cut it a few times, but I could... I, I know, could but I'll do it again. Finally. yeah. yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake officially announced. Who cares oh. anymore? Hey, oh. hey, hey,
3: hey, 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 hey! Oh, that would make Sony my favorite company No, it ever. wouldn't,
1: though. It wouldn't, though. It wouldn't. It, would. it wouldn't. It would. Dude,
3: it that game with today's graphics... Oh, my God. That's a game that needs to be remade for a high-def experience. You don't understand, man, because Uh. you've got the – hey, I'm talking here. (laughs) (laughs) You've got this experience which connected with so many of us in such a deep way at the cusp of, like, real next-generation gaming. I mean, that was a role-playing game for the first time when the graphics made a big difference, and so, to do it with the proper, like, awesome, you know, Final Fantasy XIII's graphics, with that game, that would be... They would sell 100 billion copies, easy.
1: Whatever. And
3: I would be one of them. I'd be two Poor. of them, man. I'd Poor. buy it for a friend.
1: Just let me ask you this, right? Go ahead, ask. How many games have you played that have been remade in HD that That's not actually... the point. No, 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 no. That is the, entirely the point.
3: No, 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 not at all. Because here's the thing. Um the game mechanics as long as they don't mess with the game mechanics then they're they're gold because I played it recently on the PS3 where you buy you know you buy it the same way it used to be yep. and the game mechanics are still very solid it's just that the graphics look like they were designed by like an illiterate kid who can't see out of one eye
1: but do you not think, though, looking back, that, you know, you enjoyed it when you played it and you I really know, looked like it? No, but I enjoyed okay.
3: it two years ago. That's what I'm saying. Well, I guess. It's not just nostalgia. Like, it also, it holds up still. I went through, like, half the game recently.
1: Whatever. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. I'm
3: telling you, man. You don't you don't understand the attraction of this game. Like, it goes so much deeper than any other... Like, I, I admitted it when we had Wolfenstein, the remake, and it was like, who cares? Yeah. But Yep. This is this is something different. I mean, this would be something different if they really Okay,
1: did. You never
3: know. Look, it's,
1: it may happen. It may happen. Oh, okay, next one. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 will be demonstrated. We've moved. Now, that really is who cares. <laughs> like anybody fucking gives a shit. Really? Yes. Is that the best they can do? I'm hoping these. Yeah, I'm hoping ridiculous. what we get will be actually better than this list. To be honest. Yeah, really. Because at this the is moment, the low I, expectations prediction. I'm list. bored reading the list. <laughs> okay. We'll
3: pick two more and then let's move on to the Xbox. Okay.
1: Uh, let's see what else. Yeah, this one oh this one's quite interesting. Yeah. This was. Sony will show off the very first details of their next generation plans. So the uh, next generation console.
3: Uh, I guess. Uh, maybe.
1: Maybe a uh, five hours, man. Five hours. What are they five gonna do hours? for five hours? <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's gonna be true. Oh. Um yeah, new God of War game to be announced. Now that could be possibly true. I think right. that that would be possible, new God of War game. That would make sense, I've gotta say.
3: Everybody was saying that they finished it when they did the last God Not of War game. Really?
1: <laughs> Not really. I I think that's possible. <laughs> that's possible, I think. Um uh. Uh, Kevin Butler appears on stage and apologizes for PSN debacle. Somebody better apologize. Yeah, Probably, yeah. He'll come on stage, shout a lot, and you know, yeah. <laughs> jump around. Oh,
3: and... I love this company!
1: Yeah. Oh wait, that's Steve. Uh, and, and the final one, and this one is specially uh, for you. This one's specially for you. Uh-huh. Uh, David Cage's next game will be announced. <laughs> really?
3: <laughs> come on, Stu. Really? really? Uh, come on, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. So there you go. Next game. GTA the... San Andreas stories for NGP. That would be interesting. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, San Andreas was the only GTA game I ever really got into. So yeah, I'll probably know, play that.
1: I, do, you know, do you know? what you know? I think though, I think that um, if there is any GTA announcement, it will be on the Xbox stage. Maybe. I think they'll be they'll be going for. Well, a GTA. that brings
3: us right on to it. What is yeah. on the Xbox?
1: Okay, let's do this one. Ah, uh, here we go. Another HD remake, Halo Combat Evolved. Stop oh, it. Who cares? Yeah, again, apparently it it is in the making, you know. So that wouldn't surprise Fine. me. But, but again, who cares, right? Really, who cares?
3: Uh, uh, actually, you know, to be fair, there's a lot of people who would care about that. Yeah.
1: Well, did we go. And it's not made by Bungie, though.
3: So, so yeah. what? It doesn't even matter. The game's already made. That's the thing. With a lot of these, it doesn't matter who makes the remake because the game's already done. You're just doing graphics.
1: Yeah, no, I don't disagree. Uh, but then a new Halo game teased or announced. Yeah, uh, whatever.
3: <sighs> That's what? probably going to happen, but I couldn't care less.
1: Yeah.
3: I've finally given Halo all the chances I'm going to give it. Uh, this one, I love this. Connect right? 2 will be
1: showcased. Oh, Why? For God's sake. Why would we bring out a second version of Kinect? What's up with the one that we've got? We've and, lost, and,
3: lose even more money.
1: And also, they did the, the, this thing where they said, right? Once you've got the hardware, we'll be able to change things in it just by doing, you know, firmware updates on it. So you'll never need to get <laughs> another one. So why would they bring out another one? Aye, aye, But then I guess that's predictions for you. So there you go. Uh, okay. Uh, Slash will debut Ubisoft's Rocksmith guitar game. What the fuck's Rocksmith? I don't know. What is that? I don't know. Ubisoft's Rocksmith guitar Smith. game. Yeah, Livesmith Ubisoft, game. home. Hang on.
3: Yeah. Something's coming up. Rock Loading. Rocksmith. Rock yeah. Click here for the fact. Yeah. Can I use my guitar? Oh, go away, fact. Game features. Interde- oh, wait. God, stop with the audio. Oh, that sounded Sorry.
1: terrible. What was that?
3: It, that was the Ubisoft logo coming up. Introducing the next stage in the evolution of the guitar game, Rocksmith, the first and only game where you can plug into any real guitar. When we say any guitar, we mean any guitar. Whether it's the guitar sitting in your attic, your cherished faithful steed, or the guitar you have left to buy. And Why? Lots of music, lots of styles. Play songs instead of just learning them. What yeah, you want to well, play new songs, but you don't labor through the tablature or cringe through poorly produced videos. No problem. Rocksmith will not only present you with new songs, but will also challenge you to step away from the notes on the screen and play songs by memory. So well, like,
1: well, so he's meant to teach you to play the guitar. Is that what we're saying? I guess it's, it's like
3: Rock Band you. three taken to the next level.
1: Well, it's not. It isn't, is it? It's a teaching tool, so it's like, you know, the boring old guitar teacher telling you how to do it, but in a video game format.
3: Yeah, it's in a video game. Whatever. That's, that makes learning fun.
1: Yeah. I'm uh, This one, now, this one I'd be interested in if this was true. Uh, Microsoft will announce new cloud-based saves and game streaming, so they're going to take on the yeah. uh, on live and stream games to your console.
3: You know, I keep getting email from OnLive and I'm just like, I couldn't care less, y'all. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. uh next it'll show off a Connect Xbox console hybrid. How's that gonna work then? The camera gonna be built into the side of the box or uh, bollocks. Moving on. Um yeah, three sixty connect will come built into Samsung TVs. And then
3: the T V will be built into a guitar. <laughs>
1: That's pretty oh much it. Man. Um yeah, now this one, I do want to talk a little bit about this, actually. And the next one, I think, <laughs> will be brilliant. I've got to say next one. Uh, Yeah, free-to-play games to launch on Xbox Live. Now, there's been a lot of rumors about this. A lot of rumors about this.
3: Like only for gold members, maybe?
1: No, no. Basically, you know, taking up the free model that you have in a lot of PC games now, where you pay for the... You, you don't pay for don't the game. transactions? Yeah, you pay for stuff in the game. Mm-hmm. And and as we know, you know, it's been really successful on PCs, and um, they've they're actually making way more profit than they did from just selling the game as a standalone thing. So yeah. I was going to talk. I wanted to do this as a bit of a topic, really, just to think, you know, you know, to, uh, you know, discuss where you know games are going to go in this regard. Are we going to still see you know just full price titles year after year, like we, or are we going to go to this free to play system?
3: Can't hurt to try it. I mean, you know, it's something different.
1: You know because you know would you be prepared if you if you got the game for free and then you just paid you know for stuff in the game as you went along?
3: It depends on the game I mean I might
1: you see i don't know whether this would only work in well i guess it I guess it could work in a call of duty game for instance, you yeah. know because you could pay for your weapons and your perks and your unlocks and all those yeah. things if that's what you wanted to do, and emblems on your gun and Different right. stuff to make you unique in the game. I don't know. I mean,
3: I don't know. I mean, again, like, the only... Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, what? They're having success with avatars. People are buying stuff for that, aren't they? Yeah. They must be, because oh, they keep sure. trotting out new crap. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. You know, and, but and keep on buying I, our stuff. I don't know. I, I can't imagine I would spend a lot of money on updating and customizing. Like, if it were Brink, and you'd have to pay for, you know, like, a green shirt. I can't imagine giving a crap.
1: No, I, I I can't really. But I don't know. I think it's interesting because you know, games themselves have, have, have I guess have got to change. But God, if, you know, if, if Microsoft or Sony did announce a game streaming system to come to their consoles, I mm-hmm. think that would be a real massive thing if that happened.
3: Well, yeah, it would be very interesting. I think they should like I say, I think they should give it a shot. I'd be interested to see what they could do with it, you know? Like I think it would be great to have some games that you play for free cuz there are a lot of people I think who probably, you know, they can afford Xbox Live, they can afford the game console, but they're stuck playing a game that's like 2 years old cuz they can't afford to buy every new Call of Duty that comes out or whatever it is. So, mm-hmm. I think that could be a good thing to help people out.
1: You know, even if they did it, you know, similar to, you know, um, it was Homefront, wasn't it? That allowed you to get to level 5 yeah, And, you know, if they did it like that, and then you well, have to but that's to not free after. to play,
3: though. I mean, if, they, no, if no. they use that model, yeah.
1: Yeah, that sort of model, especially in multiplayer games, where they could yeah. sort of cap the level cap, you know, so that you can yeah. only get it so high up. And if you wanted other stuff to do, then you'd have to start paying to do it. Um, I don't know how that would work in, you know, what we sort of see as a single-player experience, though. Yeah. You know, how would that work in a game like Bioshock, for instance? You know, you, you complete three levels, mm-hmm. and then you have to pay for well, the I next.
3: Don't think, no, uh, I don't think it would work on a campaign-type game. Or maybe they would try it. I don't know. Are there you know, free games like that on the PC? I don't think there are. They're all multiplayer. No, they,
1: they tend to be MMOs where they supply. Yeah, there you, go. you know where that you can. That could be interesting. Cards.
3: You know, I'd like to see them give it another try with an MMO on a console. And you know, they tried with DC Heroes. I don't know. DC Heroes. Surface Universe. lizard like that.
1: Yeah. yeah, it didn't go down well though. No, I don't. I don't uh, Surface
3: lizard liked it. And...
1: He liked it for a bit, I think. Well I don't eh. know. I don't know. So that's interesting. I don't know. Uh, the next one. This would be so cool if this was announced. And and you know, there's there's a chance because you know these are 360 developers after all. You know, and part of Epic, so you know this will be great. But Infinity Blade for as a Kinect game would be just awesome.
3: Oh, for God's sake! It's Come always on. Infinity Blade.
1: Come on, that game is great and I can I can see myself still in the living room slashing my hands all over the place, fighting. Of course you that's can. Brilliant. You do that now. I know, I do that now, and I'm <laughs> only doing it on a little screen. But yeah, no, I could definitely see that. That would work brilliantly well with the engine and everything, you know, and then obviously the the connect and, and all that sort of stuff would be brilliant. I, for that. I, I think that would be a great uh, game to have as a Kinect game. You know, that's a, that's a good I like that prediction. I'm sure it's not gonna be true, but I like it. Uh, I like it. Um yeah. Yeah, Alan Wake to announce. Well, we know that's not true because they've already said they're doing an the Xbox uh, Live arcade game, as far as we know. Uh, yeah. So we'll wait for that. Uh, Project Gotham 5 Racing announced. For what? For the Xbox? Mm. Uh, that's an interesting one.
3: Sorry, I couldn't care. That's an interesting one.
1: And then finally, Grand Theft Auto 5 announced um, for, for Microsoft. We already
3: announced it at Sony
1: yeah well i don't think that'll happen at sony i think one or the other will have that and i think sony gonna concentrate on agent which is the other rockstar game that we sort of saw two years ago at e- oh that's right i
3: remember hearing about that yeah
1: and, and obviously we haven't heard anything since mm-hmm. um so we'll have to see that and then there's the uh the code name is it code name kingdoms you know it'll probably be a what you're talking about the, the Crytek game, you know, the, the, obviously the Crisis 2 developers.
3: Oh, right. Uh, they're Those developing
1: a, people... uh, yeah, again, it was like Who's a, letting them
3: make another game?
1: Uh, well, it was it was announced at Microsoft last year, but that's all we've seen uh... of it, nothing else. And it was just a screenshot, there was
3: nothing.
1: <sighs> so we'll just have to wait and see, I guess.
3: Sorry, couldn't care less.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got that impression there. That's
3: kind of brutal, I guess, but uh, being well, honest... That's it keeping that's it
1: real yeah that's yeah that's the new new the new slogan we should the the veteran gamers podcast keeping oh, it man now
3: you're gonna make me go get the chris rock thing yeah keeping
1: it real baby um so yeah that's it that's pretty much it for those predictions and yeah so yeah. I, i'm hoping it's going to be i'm hoping it's going to be more exciting now but thank you major chavez for those uh for yes those, thank your, you and your, and your email um now, what I'd like to look at next, and it is E three related, but nothing to do uh, with anything sort of that's happening. But I thought we'd have a look back at what were sort of the the best in show winners in the last uh, in the last five or six years. So, what what won best in show, and did they did they become like the best games out there? You know what I mean? I thought it'd be interesting to to look at that. That
3: yeah, was a great movie, Best in Show.
1: It was a great movie,
3: yeah, 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 by the makers of uh, Spinal Tap. I was on my Mac and you were on your Mac. And <laughs> different Starbucks. Oh, wow.
1: Yes. Okay, two thousand Let's start with two thousand and five. So way... start nineteen twenty
3: four? What I was know, the best yeah. in show to e three days? Way back it was when the typewriter machine. Way back when Best in Show two thousand and five was Spore. Was for the Oh teams. man, I remember that game. I never yeah. played it. Did you ever play that?
1: No, I never played
3: it. Nope. I, played it. Uh, it was I heard cool. that it was kind of a neat idea, but then it lost its charm really It quickly.
1: was coming forever though, wasn't it? I remember it being like announced and it was coming forever and ever and ever and ever. And then eventually it finally came out and everyone's like, oh, it's cool, but yeah, that's it. No bother. So there you go. Uh best peripheral or hardware was the PlayStation three. Playstation three that year. Mm. Yeah. Eh, uh, right, yeah, that yep. was yeah,
3: that was good. Uh, I think the is, PlayStation 3 ended up being a pretty decent thing. This is what they said about it at the time. Just to sort of and the see the network worked. Uh, this oh, was
1: snap. This was Mike Schneider from USA Today. This is what he said. He said. Uh, At an E3 in which hardware was the big story, the Sony PlayStation 3 hands down uh, delivered the most impressive performance. Okay, the system won't be available for many months to come, 2006, and the system was not playable at the show, but Sony did show impressive live technology, uh, demonstrations of the Cell chip and NVIDIA RSX graphics processor to show why PS3 will be the most powerful next generation video game system. Uh, It even approaches the realism of depth shown in Electronic Arts Demonstration of Fight Night Round 3, the cinematic grandeur of Killzone, and the artistic humanity of Sony Studios' virtual Alfred Molina, uh, Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man 2. The PS3 promises to be a true next-generation revelation the game. So has it been a revelation? Yeah, you know, do you, uh, feel you had a revelation since that came out. I
3: don't think it's a revelation. See, that's the thing is, people always use this like grandiose language and they're describing things that are about to come out. And they're like, it's gonna be the most awesome thing since Jesus. It's a it it plays video games. You can watch movies on it. That's it. It's not you know, but see, I think that's part of the thing is that they need to be like, oh, this is worth spending seven hundred dollars on. But is it? I mean, really. Well,
1: it was gonna be. It was gonna be, man. The you know revelation.
3: I don't think it turned out to be a revelation. No, I think mean, it's been good, good system. Don't get me it's wrong. Good it's system. good. It does what it does well, but it's not. You know, it's not an orgasm robot. And uh, Unless just am using it
1: wrong. Yeah, just one more from this year. The best role-playing game was, uh, yeah, The Elder Scrolls IV: Oblivion. So there you go. Wow. Yeah, well yes. yeah, duh. Yeah. So we agree with that one. That's so spot we've got on. We've agreed with one. Right, two thousand and six. Here we go. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Uh right, okay. The best in show was The Nintendo Wii the Wii was the best in the show of 2006 and, uh, and this is what you had to say it's a good thing Nintendo uh, got the name change of its next console out of the way before E3 uh, with the shock of that announcement mostly over the company proceeded to become the talk of the show and possibly a fire hazard for the LA convention center uh, by inviting audience to get their hands on an impressive lineup of fun and interesting software for the Wii not to mention that wild controller people practically stampeded to try it out either they waited in lines for hours hours. Yet most of them seemingly still came away more excited than ever by Nintendo's weird inspired vision of how gaming could be different. Uh, Some important questions remain about how the Wii will finally turn out. But by giving E3 showgoers a taste of what playing games on the Wii will be like, Nintendo seemed to gather much more momentum for the system's launch later this year. So despite how many great-looking games were on display at this year's show, the Wii stood out as a single most exciting and remarkable new product at E3 2006. So there you go, he was excited, wasn't he?
3: See, but at least that's not hyperbolic. Like, okay, that's a fair claim. It's the most single most excitable, exciting and remarkable new product at E3. Fine. That's okay. I don't have a problem with that.
1: Yep. There you go. Yeah. What can you there say you to that? Uh, best, best console game was Gears of War. Gears of War. Wow, that was only 2006? Yeah. Oh, my yeah.
3: God. I feel yeah. so old.
1: You are old. Actually, that uh, makes
3: me feel young. It doesn't make me feel old.
1: Yeah, you're old. Uh, I am but, old. I'm not we, we agree with that, I
3: guess. Um, I don't know what else came out in 2006. Well, i have to look at what else is out. Best Mass action Effect, adventure. dude, come on. No, yeah, listen, listen, Mass listen, Effect's listen, a better listen, game than Gears of War. There, I said it. Listen,
1: but this is before anyone had played them, so, you know, they were going off... Well,
3: then what are they talking about, Best This, oh, yeah. Best That? How are you going to judge listen, it? Listen, listen, You're listen. always giving me a hard time for doing, like, first impressions. Right, Best Action Adventure Game, Assassin's yeah. Creed. Assassin's Creed. Uh, not the first yeah. one, was it?
1: Well, this this was the first one. no. But then drama. they only had that demo to go off, didn't they? You know what I mean?
3: Well, I this no, is
1: what they said. But listen, listen. They should is... say best action demo then. This was the official PlayStation magazine that said this, and they said few games at this year's E3 scream next generation more than Ubisoft's Assassin's Creed. From the first glimpse of its big, gorgeous graphics, the shots <laughs> are a true in-game, not target. Uh, through it its Prince of Persia meets Thief gameplay, Assassin's Creed provides an excellent taste of what the PS3 can and will deliver. Uh, because I think at this point they still thought it was going to be a, a PS3 exclusive, didn't they? Really? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty funny. Ubisoft's A team, the Montreal studio, is creating Assassin's Creed like a blockbuster. It wants to be an epic crusade setting with a super acrobatic hero in an intriguing storyline that has some surprising twists yet to be revealed.
3: You know what's funny is like that's true about the sequels. Yeah.
1: Not as much the first. Well it was not a so little much, bit in the first. Well, a
3: little bit, but not little nearly bit. as much. Uh, I mean that's but, the thing is they took a while to get to their, you know they get their swerve on.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And when our hero runs through crowds he has to do it quietly and carefully. Too much bumping because the wrong people. People who'll turn up on him and slow him down, or even worse. That uh, just means those beggars are just bugged the hell out of
3: you. <laughs> yeah. And those those singers in the market, oh no, 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 no. Ezio did not kill innocent civilians. Yeah, he was, did. Was he? he was just he? Did.
1: Was he bad to stab them all the time? Then was that? Whatever.
3: A... I stabbed them all the time. Um, Start singing at me when I'm on a mission. See what happens.
1: Um. Yeah. Best. Yeah. Already. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Best role-playing yeah. game was Mass Effect. And yeah. No. Yay. No. No arguments with that one. Oh, no. Uh, interestingly, the best online multiplayer, best online multiplayer, was Enemy Territory Quake Wars. There you go. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Yeah, really. Wait really? a minute, Quake Wars. Yeah, that's what they thought was going to be the best. Remember, these are what they think are going to be best based on what they've seen at the show. So it's yeah, interesting. Yeah, but they
3: should say that, and like, well, that's what they-
1: it is. It's a Critics' Choice, isn't it? It's a critic Awards. This is. I remember when
3: they- I saw Quake Wars in the shop, and I was like, I should check that out. And then I heard nothing but bad things about it.
1: Yeah. So there you go. Uh-huh. There you go. Uh, okay.
3: Um, okay.
1: Uh, moving, moving up, he says. 2007. Uh, 2007. Here we go. You ready for this? I'm ready. Uh, best of show. <laughs> yeah, Rock Band was the best in show this year. Oh man.
3: Well, you know when that first came out, I was cool. way into it.
1: It was I'm too st- expensive I still
3: like Rock Band. I think Rock Band's a great game.
1: Yeah, it's too expensive but cool. Uh, best original game little big planet.
3: Yep, yeah, can't yeah
1: can't really uh, argue with that. Best console game, Mass Effect again, because obviously it hadn't released at that point in 2000. I love this; they can just keep coming back. Well, it, yeah, it's just because yeah, he show a bit more each year until it finally comes <laughs> yeah. out, don't they? you know. So that was that. Oh, no. uh, best action game, Call of Duty Four. Can't argue with that. Oh yeah, Yep, can't argue with that. Uh, best action adventure game, BioShock. God, yeah. it was a good year that year, weren't it? Oh yeah, uh, yeah Best well. best racing game, Burnout Paradise. <laughs>
3: Sorry, yeah. I just scrolled down to something later on. Go ahead. Yeah, I haven't got to that. Uh,
1: yeah, um, what are you? Best online multiplayer Halo 3. And, Halo um,
3: 3. Kind the same year that Call of Duty 4 came out. That's hilarious. Yeah, and then that special raffle. Special
1: commendation for graphics Kill Zone 2. Uh,
3: That's come nice. on, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Kill Zone 2. It's just the graphics weren't what stood out to me. Because no. you're not supposed to. The graphics are all gritty and windblown and technically glitchy, and because uh, you're on another planet.
1: I think what's interesting: the game critics Award Side got a bit lazy, didn't it? After that, because he stopped. In the <laughs> <quoting> <laughs> no more it. comments. Just yeah, hear. no. It's just this There's is winners. Winners. this is it. This is it. Yeah. Uh, okay, 2008 winners: uh, Best of Show, Fallout Three.
3: Yay, Fallout Three! Yay. Yeah. Here, wait, give me it? a second. I'll come up with a special sound effect just for that. It's, keep going. It's going to take me a minute. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> best original game,
1: Mirror's Edge. Mirror's Edge? Uh, no. Well, it, it, uh, it. No. It was probably the best original
3: game. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Oh, wait, here that, we go. You ready? Do the E3. Good. Fallout 3 again. Okay.
1: Uh, best of show, Fallout
3: 3. <laughs> that was a super mutant.
1: Great. Thank you for that. That's very You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted
3: to give you that experience.
1: Uh, best action-adventure game, Dead Space, I would d- definitely yeah, recommend. Yeah, I can't really argue with that, I guess. Yeah, that was definitely the best one. And best online multiplayer, Left 4 Dead. Can't argue with that either. Yeah. Just, uh, that was great. That was great when that came out. Oh, yeah, wait. Left 4... Oh, no, 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 Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Left 4 Dead. No, no arguments. But,
3: that. I mean, multiplayer is co-op. Come on, get it right, E3.
1: Well, he's, well.
3: He's multiplayer.
1: Uh well. Okay, 2009, uh, Uncharted 2: 2 Among Thieves, Best in Show. Yeah. Oh
3: yeah. Hey, they went back to giving comments.
1: Yeah. But we're not going <laughs> to yeah. read them. God, they're huge. Some of these are massive as well. Um, yeah, Best PC Game, Star Wars: The Old Republic, and this was back in 2009, and we're uh-huh. still waiting for that. You know that's, that's right. What's up with uh, that? January next year, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> best hardware. Yeah, Project Natal. What is that? Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh, I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah so connect was the uh, the best peripheral or hardware. Uh, yeah, best action game, Modern Warfare 2. It's so
3: funny to hear that described as an action game. Yeah, whatever. I mean,
1: it is, but it's
3: it's a shooter, man. Come on, get it right.
1: Uh, best role-playing game, Mass Effect 2. Duh. Duh. And um, what else? Well, best racing game,
3: Split Second.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. I thought that was interesting, but there wasn't a lot that came out like
3: that. Guess not.
1: Yeah and best online multiplayer was left for Dead too in this particular year. Oh wrong, absolutely not. <clears throat> but there's the first one they didn't. Nope. They didn't. Okay, 2010 we we're nearly we nearly here the last one we Oh be- man. This year. So it here we worn go. Out. So this is last year. So these were the predictions from last year. Yeah. Uh, best of show Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> Look, at the time, it was. You know, it was the thing that got most people excited. So you can't argue with that. Yeah, I can't. is that the best thing at the show.
3: Yeah. It it Uh, turned out not to be the best thing.
1: Best original game, Dance Central.
3: (laughs) What? What? (laughs) I haven't played it. I can't say. All I can think of is I look at Chinny playing it, and I'm just like, wow. I can't imagine having fun with that. Yeah. Look, tell me.
1: But Uh, some of us like playing in
3: our underpants. So you uh, go ahead.
1: There you go. Best
3: console game, uh, Rage,
1: which you know, oh, I heard about that. Yeah, it looks good. It looks good. I don't well, know maybe. maybe. Uh, best PC game, some some little game I've never really heard of this. Uh, Portal 2. Portal. I think
3: it's pronounced Portal. Is it Portal?
1: Portal 2. Yeah. Portal. 2. Portal 2. Yeah, I do. So there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Can't argue with that, <laughs> guys.
3: Of really course go. not. Awesome. That's best uh, in show. Yeah. Best role playing game, Star Wars the Old Republic, again. I wonder if they have like a rule like we're not gonna give best in show to a game? It has to be a piece it, of No,
1: it has yeah, it, it is occasionally a game, but the, well, it was when un, was the last un, time there was a the game? Uncharted two the year before. Oh, Fallout Three one. <laughs> well. well there you
3: go, so why don't they give it to that?
1: Yeah. Um Best Online multiplayer, uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Uh mm-hmm.
3: no.
1: look, people like that though. Uh no.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I saw some interview with somebody who was like, Oh, he's the number one person on Brotherhood and it's like, Yeah, use smoke bombs. I'm like, oh thanks, that's real helpful. I appreciate that.
1: There you go, you see, that's all you needed to know.
3: Uh, here's what I was thinking when I heard that guy This guy's an
1: idiot. I like this one. This one made me chuckle a bit, I guess. Uh best social casual game, Rock Band Three. You know that... Social
3: Casual. I didn't realize I had that category now. Yeah, apparently.
1: apparently. Uh-huh. But that that hasn't
3: done that great really no, you know, I, you they, know I, I have rock band 3 I, you know it, you can play your rock band songs on it but i don't know if i'd say it's that great that,
1: that stupid weird guitar peripheral was one and the keytar
3: well who that cares was, about any of that I, they, that was
1: one point. step too far in
3: the my mechanics mind. of the game too it's like you're supposed to go on tour but not really and they had done it well with rock band Two. they had to go screwing with the formula the game yeah. itself it's like come on man
1: Got to make that more money, you know. They've got to keep making the yeah,
3: money. And
1: a special commendation for graphics went to Rage, which, you know, from what I've seen is probably true. So we'll see. Yeah, fine. And that's it, really. That's it. Ah. Oh, that's it. Up to date. So we'll yeah. see what happens this year. We'll that's now. right. Um, But, yes, talking 3D. You know, I was talking about 3D glasses and all that shit. Yep. Right. Uh, J- Japan have released uh, a 52-inch... 52 inch 3d tv that doesn't require any glasses oh now come on is that impressive or is that impressive
3: um what do you think i guess I, and it, you know it's funny because i used to think like oh we should have better 3d technology i want 3d everywhere and now the more i hear about 3d the more i'm like i don't give a crap look it,
1: it's look you could buy one do you want to know how much you'd have to spend? oh yeah it's seventy
3: thousand dollars
1: Twelve thousand seven hundred and seventy oh pounds. So if you're grand, spending fifteen thousand dollars for yeah, that, 50, that's 20, ridiculous. dollars, yeah, for a TV. You're gonna get one fifty-two inch TV, 3D, dollars First 000. of all,
3: I would never buy a fifty-inch television. I have a normal human-sized TV in the front room, and it's fine for what we need it for. I, I just can't imagine spending that much money on a TV. Guess guess how big my TV is. I don't even want to know. Fifty inches, man. <laughs> See, but I mean, again, I'm trying not to be judgmental. Like, if that works for other people, yeah, what he's if trying you to really say? appreciate that tiny attention to detail, fine. Go for it, I guess. But what are you saying? I don't know, man. I think I'm going to let Brother Ali speak TV. for you, me as soon as yeah. I can pull it up. You call him my TV. I'm not saying anything about your TV. Go ahead. What's he like saying about my TV. I'm going to try to find a Brother
1: Ali quote. Go ahead. Uh, no, be, before we it is coming up to our next break as it goes, and we've got loads of emails again. Oh, God. I think people are just sending loads of emails in now because I sort of keep complaining about getting loads of emails. You know what I mean? I mean, I've been doing it just because I complain about it. Yeah,
3: um, it could be. So well, enough. here's that Brother Ali sample. What's left? There
1: you go. Brilliant. He's the man. Uh, brilliant. Yeah, uh, PSN, uh, apparently, apparently, I say this every week, but apparently the store will be back up this week, apparently. We'll uh-huh. see. Um, wow. And and as far as I know, it will be Wednesday this week. So it should be up when you listen to this. It should be back up and running again. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, they've they've scheduled in maintenance uh, for this Wednesday, and that's the the key. Apparently, they're going to do the maintenance, then it's going to be back up and running. So we'll yeah. see, we'll yeah. see. Uh, and that is that is about it, I think. You know, for this part of the show, we've done. Oof. We've we've kept in, you know, with everybody else, and we've done some E3 stuff. Hopefully, it's not That's too, right. Yeah, too much fun. But we, you know, not we're not doing a fake. No, no, there was no wooden floors this time. It wasn't That's right. I think it was more interesting last year with the wooden floor list, to be honest.
3: Well, I'm saying though, we're trying to do it real.
1: Yeah, we're trying to be good this year. <laughs> trying to be good. Keep it real.
3: Give me the uh, Chris session. Rock, man. That's what I'm talking about. Keep uh, it
1: right so, yeah, it is time for Surface Lizard. Surface Lizard. And Hello, yeah. darlings. Hello, darlings. And this week he is talking all about arcades. Bless him. Arcades. Oh, yeah. So let's have a listen to that. It's
0: served me right to suffer. You serve served me right to be alone. Because
4: my mind, I'm still living in the day the path is gone Welcome Remember, don't shoot food Save keys to open doors Hello darlings, El Lizardo here El Lizardo, God, I saw, I don't know why I've just said that I'm sorry, it makes me sound like some kind of gay Mexican stuntman With a moustache and a cape um, Hello darlings, Services Lizard here That seems to work better So, modern gaming, it's a wonderful thing, it allows us to be inert and sedentary, we don't need to leave the house or do inconvenient things like interact with people anymore, which is both a sign of evolution and also, in my opinion, a real retrograde step away from gaming as a a social community. I've whined about this before, at varying lengths, but it goes back to something, something remiss, something missing. One of the great souls of the gaming experience, which we veteran gamers of a certain age will be able to remember with something approaching misty-eyed nostalgia. That mist of course, being the horrible dusky smoke from cigarettes, because of course I'm referring to the amusement arcade, or whatever became of it, or what it's transformed into now. If you were born in the 70s, or maybe even the early 80s, then you will remember fundamentally that the amusement arcade, the town arcade, the seaside arcade, whatever variant of it you lived by, that was the place to be, that was the seething pulse of the modern world. Where do you go now to find out about the latest games? Where do you go to find out what's going to be coming onto your screens or monitors in the next six months to a year? You go onto a website, you pick up a magazine, you read some insipid journalism gushing praise about some game that may or may not be as good as promised, the Peter Molyneux or Brink Syndrome. Really, it's just a hotbed of tangent possibilities and hype. There was a time when, if you wanted to see the future, you'd go down to your local amusement arcade. If you weren't around at the time, if you were a sperm or just a lustful thought, Then it's difficult to conceive or even explain how the arcade was the hub. Going there was a portal to the future, all of those monolith machines standing there, belching out their light and their sound and their fury. When you went to the arcade you could see the games you'd be playing on your home computer in the next six months guaranteed. There was a point, there was a crossover point which went even until as much as the late 80s where games were still played in the arcades. The home format was a home version of an arcade game. It was never something really ever designed to carry on. It was the Atari model of being disposable. Arcade culture even spawned such pop wonders as Pac-Man Fever. That's Simon Cowell, you chinless freak. Now, many of us went to the amusement arcade in our youth, and in a way, like Little Red Riding Hood going through the forest, we were told these were dangerous places, like the the dens of harlots, glowing red lights, but my god, they were also the places of the future. For many of us, the Great Amusement Arcade was the absolute treat and the apex of any holiday, whether it was a holiday at the seaside or going to a big city. Personally, living in Devon, we would regularly go down to Dawlish Warren with a huge pier, which for me didn't involve sitting on the beach bored out of my wits. The entire day was a simple precursor to getting money off my parents to go to the arcade and make that money last as long as I could, mostly because I hate the sunlight. Everyone listening, all ten of you, will have different memories of the arcade, but it all melds into this mad synesthesia of noise and sounds and experience and sense. It almost is tangible in memory. This is what a classic arcade used to sound like. Being a filthy Brit and not living in the US where arcades were more prevalent and even with the whole Chuck E Cheese thing very much a family endeavour, arcades were always a, a slightly insalubrious backstreet thing, mostly haunted by neer wells dope pushers and other leather-jacketed types. But sadly the arcade has gone the way of the dodo. You could easily sum this up by saying that the arcade started the home generation of systems which evolved, which became technologically advanced, which then killed the arcade. The crossover, in my opinion, was the PlayStation generation. Seeing Ridge Racer running on your home television set blew any need to go to the arcade out of the water. Now, part of the reason the great old arcade died was because originality went out the window. The early time of games, probably until around the mid-80s even, was a pioneering period when people could take an idea, pitch it, run a production run of as little as you know, a thousand consoles or a thousand systems, and you turn a profit. Now yes, there were endless derivations of Pac-Man and Space Invaders, but there were also a lot more people pushing the boundaries of emerging gameplay with the technology at the time. Every game seemed to offer something new, some new mechanic to master, and even the expensive follies like Dragon's Lair still managed to pull an incredible crowd just by being different and progressive. But then partly, things began to stagnate because a game called Street Fighter II arrived in the arcades. Immensely popular, a brilliant game, but nonetheless, that was the first crack through which the pus began to seep. If it makes money, it will be emulated, therefore fighting games with character will be emulated. And um, with the appearance of Mortal Kombat further cementing this myth, it was one more three hit combo nail into the wooden coffin of the arcade as a place of progression. I can remember around the late 80s and the early 90s when an arcade never used to have more than one copy of the same machine, so Going into an arcade was opening up to myriad experiences. as many machines as they could cram in, all of them different, all of them screaming for your attention with gaudy track sequences. Then Street Fighter 2 turned up, and then another Street Fighter 2 cabinet, and then three Street Fighter 2 cabinets, and then another fighting game, and then three iterations of Mortal Kombat. And eventually what you found was that the arcade stopped being a hotbed or a profusion of independence and variety and we can we'd go to play variants of the same game. So rather than having say fifty unique and interesting games, you'd have just five or ten variants of the same thing or the same cabinet. It's also difficult to argue but with the emergence of yeah, C D and D V D1 storage why would somebody want to go to the arcade and spend a pound coin for a 3, 4, 5 minute experience on Time Crisis 10 or some racing game with wonderful graphics when you can spend, admittedly, more money, 30, 40 pounds, but you can buy a game that you can take home and play for 50, 60, 100 hours with deep narrative, character progression, emotional depth, far from the cigarette-but-transient throwaway jerk-off moment of the arcade as it became. When you consider that late transitional period, would you rather spend £20 on 20 games of Sega's Alpine Ski or buy Fallout 2 or Planescape Torment? Or even something as brilliant as Soul Blade for the PlayStation, which was effectively an arcade game in your own home that you control? It all goes back to spirit and soul and availability. In my previous rant about online and social mentality. The whole thing, unless you're playing with friends, is anonymous. You go into a random game server, you're playing with people that you don't know who don't know you and there's no barrier to them being obscene. Arcades were the rock and roll music of our generation. They were dark, mysterious places. They smelled peculiar. Our parents, frankly, didn't understand them but they were real places where we could merge into different worlds, challenge our friends or complete strangers. And brilliantly, we could type in words on high score tables like A-S-S and S-E-X and hilariously F-U-K. Anecdotally, there was an arcade machine that actually took a picture of the player's face when they got a high score, but you can imagine within the first week what people were taking pictures of. That child is either very deformed or it's someone's bellend. Which is unfair if John Merrick ever got a high score on an arcade game. The arcade offered genuine physical interaction with our friends gathered around the machine in a kind of weird closet proximity. There was no spawn camping or kill stealing or chat spamming or racism or any of that other childish Neanderthal bullshit that makes so many online games and communities, at least for me, barely tolerable. The mentality of game was shifted an arcade game is designed to be a brief experience. It's designed for you to put in your money. It's almost designed like Noah's Arcade from Wayne's World to be an unwinnable game that just gets the kids pumping in their quarters and getting nowhere. The home experience for most gamers offers a far more compelling, rewarding and long-lived experience. Depressingly, arcade games and I use the term in the pejorative because what they've become is shooting galleries or luscious car games with huge screens or variants of whack-a-mole They rarely turn a profit, they break even, they may make a minimal profit, but most arcades now, at least in my locality, have become fruit machine whore dens, where the lacklustre, feckless unemployed hang around in their shell suits, smoking their roll-ups, hoping for that one big win. The rage and the rise of novelty games like Dance Dance Revolution and its Thousand Clones eventually made the people of my generation, when we went to an arcade, lost touch with the whole thing. It became... A sideshow, a crazy midway, a gym, and that's one place I really don't want to be going. So, one pound in a slot for a short-lived fad. So effectively, in real terms, half an hour in an arcade would buy me L.A. Noir, for example. Which personally means there's no competition. Sadly, with the rise of the home consoles, with the advent of, say, Super Mario Brothers, informing the games could be deep giving you worlds to explore, Arcades offered something less. People still go to the cinema, people still go out to restaurants for meals. These things haven't been replaced or supplanted, but the arcade was effectively taken outside, beaten, brutalized, and neutered by its home console rival. It's almost as if the child has killed the parent in some bizarre Greek tragedy, eatable turnaround. Maybe the arcades just died because we all grew up and became cripplingly self-aware. When you're younger, you don't develop an ego, And if you go into an arcade and you play a game badly or some fat Svengali jumps on and beats you at Mortal Kombat, you don't care. But eventually that humiliation, that people watching over your shoulder as you pathetically failed to get past the first stage of Rolling Thunder, that begins to bite at the heart. At least maybe that's just me. I could veer off into discussing why the Japanese arcade scene at least still has some legs, It's a different mentality where, because of the size of most Japanese accommodation, to a degree, home gaming is never a viable option, and also because of Japan being much more of a a commute culture. A lot of arcades are conveniently placed by metro stations or offices, so they have a great drop-in appeal. It's a personal thing, but booting up the PS3 or firing up my PC in Windows 7 will never have that poignant sense of mystery and wonder as Going into an arcade on a rainy Saturday afternoon with a pocket full of ten pences, meeting up with a couple of friends and finding a gauntlet machine in the corner, and just immersing ourselves in that world with real people feeling like we were touching the future. And also, once back in the mists of time, I once went to an arcade and wanted to play track and field, but there was a substance over the buttons that was either saliva or semen, neither of which particularly appealed to me, at least I can keep my own joypad clean services it's signing out to be you. because when I think of all the things I've got to do I just get depressed <sighs> and I'd rather go to bed so good night I'm a great big old Hector saying good night
1: okay yeah okay so uh, I'm Yay. guessing I'm guessing that you used to frequent uh, these places as a young teen oh yeah is here's it, the thing fair to say
3: well here's the thing first of all chemical brothers the mercury rev awesome what a glorious song I did he do that or did you do that no no he does I, I oh, don't I just God. I just get the files I don't really do bam, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> You was a great cue. Sorry um I just love that song it's such a beautiful song as soon as I heard the first strange you know like sometimes you hear something and you're like what is that from I know that song and then you realize what it is you're like yeah
1: Anyway. Oh, do you sound, sound like Steven Tyler off American Idol? Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. That was, that was really beautiful. <laughs> so,
3: well, anyway. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Carry um, on. When I was growing up, there was this um, movie theater near my house. And we used to go to it because it was cheap and it was not too far from my house. So I was just learning to drive. And so I could go, you know, my mom wouldn't be too worried if I went, you know, just a few streets away. And there was this video arcade there, like outside the movie theater. The movie theater was sort of in this little strip mall. Strip mall. All oh, right,
1: no, not a strip bar. No. Ah.
3: Anyway, so I, uh, I went there, and, and, and they had, like, some awesome games. They had track and field, classic. Ah, that? I
1: love that. Yeah, I was I – was, do you know, we went on a holiday to Spain one year. Yeah. And and they had that in the they bar. Had in they had it in Spanish? No, yeah, I think it was in Spanish, actually. Yeah, they no, had nice. Spanish talking and things. El like track and field? <laughs> yeah, that's just what you I lying. have no idea what the word um, But by the end of the two week holiday, we were beasts on that game. Yeah. You know, we, we had, like, on the scoreboards, we had all the top scores, you know, for every. El cousin. primero score. Yeah. And all we did all day was stand there, you know, doing this.
3: You went to a vacation on holiday in Spain and you sat in a yeah. bar and played track and field. Yeah, that's much. awesome. That's what uh, did. Yeah, that's what Shinny did when he went to Spain as well. Track and yeah. the field all day yeah, in the bar. Anyway. Great. great. <laughs> um, but they also had the um, Indiana Jones game. Did you ever play that in the arcade?
1: No, I don't remember that.
3: Whip. <laughs> and it was like, I think they had the same guy who did the voice. Was it, in
1: was it like a side scrolling thing?
3: Yeah, yeah, it was up no, I do remember these it. little people no, in do. the cages, and you had to whip the cage in order to open it, and then the guys are like, rr, 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 trying to chase you, and oh, it was a great game. And then it was like, you hop in the little car, the mine cart, and it was like, you push up or down to make it go on the different path, and then it was like, we walk from here! It was great. Anyway, um, they had other games too, I think they had a RoboCop, and like, Mr. No, or whatever his name was, Mr. Do, Uh, It was great. It was awesome. And you could get, like most arcades, you had four tokens for a dollar. This place was like six for a dollar because it was kind of a rundown place and they didn't get a whole lot of business. And they had like, I think they had Street Fighter 2 there, which made it super awesome. So anyway, it it became clear that this movie theater and the strip mall was all going to be torn down. And they were going to put up a new uh, movie theater there. And I went in for one last round of games at this arcade, this sad, dilapidated arcade. And the guy who owned it was there and he was this, he was like crippled and he was in this wheelchair. Like he was pretty badly crippled. Like he could, he'd had a stroke or something. So like he couldn't move half his body and he was like, yeah, I'm really sad that they're going to tear down this place. I hope they'll let me bring my video games into the new theater. And I was just like, oh, no, that's so horrible, dude. You have Aww. no idea. Of course they're not going to let you bring Indiana Jones in this Street Fighter 2 game that's broken into the new theater. Like, oh. Wow. And I didn't have the heart to tell him, but I was just like, yeah, good luck with that. See you later. Like, oh, no. Oh, it was boy. such a tragic moment, you know, because I was like, I love this place, man. So did he not
1: offer to buy all these consoles off him? You know, I like know arcade enough, but... cabinets and go, take them home with me. How much do you want? What is me?
3: Is.
1: Yeah, do you know about him?
3: I wasn't 15. gonna offer. I was like sixteen years old. What is, money I have? I got seven dollars and thirty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> it's more than you're gonna get from them. Uh, yeah. I'll buy all of them for $7. Oh, man. So, yeah, that was like a really sad moment. But Apart from that, yeah, like arcades. I mean, I was always way into arcades. Like when we, you know, like some kids went to the bowling alley for their birthday or, you know, they went to the pizza parlor. I was always like video game arcade. I want my birthday there. And I remember the year, I think I was like eight, when they went from one system to another. Because up until I was the age of eight, when you had a birthday party, they would just turn all the arcade games on, and there would be unlimited play on all of them. And it was like being in heaven, because you'd be like, I'll play this and just keep going. And like, we can finish this game that we never had enough money to finish, because you got to keep going yeah. with it. And, like all the, and then one year, they were like, here's a roll of tokens. And we were like, a roll of tokens? What a ripoff! No, we demand unlimited play! But that was a bit that was just... I mean that was like me finishing
1: Dragon's Lair on the iPod Touch because well, I like... never I never finished that game in the arcade because well, it yeah. cost too much money and oh, you just exactly. got killed all the time.
3: I think they may have had it at that arcade that I have my birthday at and I was like I don't even care even if it's free I'm not even going to bother.
1: Yeah god that was great isn't it. Oh uh, so uh, so but good. you know you know I we used to have one in Wigan which is like a, a town near where I live and um they had the Star Wars game that I used to sit in you know, and you'd, yeah, you'd sort of control it. Oh, yeah, you know. that's classic. Yeah, and it was great. It was great, you know, and I remember that. But he, he, I just remember it being such a smoky place. Yeah, you go in, You can barely see the arcade coming as for smoke. Oh, sure, like stuff, squalid.
3: Yeah. I think is important for yeah. A arcade. Yeah, Like squalid stuff. There was a bowling alley my parents used to go to, and of course, I was always like, I don't care about bowling. I want to go play video games. And they were like, Fine. Here's two yeah. dollars. And I would make that two dollars last. And it was such a squalid, crummy arcade. But it was that was part of it, man. It was like, Yeah, I'm hanging out in the dark with these buzzing, noisy machines. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. And I, I personally, personally like to thank uh, Surface Lizard for reminding us. Of those yesteryears, you know what I mean? That's so right. thank you. Yeah, thanks you so much. For that. that was great. Hello, darlings. Yeah. So, anyway, moving on, we have got a load of emails to get through. We have got oh, lots of emails. To
2: email.
1: Whoa, that ruled. There you go. No, I'm glad there you played go. that. Yeah, I'm glad you played that
3: clip. This when week. would we I not play it? I know. Cause, emails, yeah. I play that clip. That's the way it works. Duh.
1: Yeah. Come we on. don't want any more nasty emails. Come um, on. So anyway, here we go. Uh, the first email we have this week is off Greg DeLacy. otherwise
3: known as Murphy's Law. So oh, God. Go. I feel like we're podcasting with Duke now.
1: So this is what he says. He says, hello, Mr. Veteran Gamers. Is that you or me? I, I didn't know. First name Veteran, last name Gamers. Is that, is that you?
3: Veteran. No, that's me. Oh, is that you, Mr... It's actually... Mis- my first name is Vet, middle name Ran. Last name
1: ah, ben. who'd have known? Right. Hello. So, hello, Mr. Veteran Gamers. Uh, it is I, the one and only Greg. Uh, okay, so maybe I'm not the only Greg, but I am positive that I am the only Murphy's Law on Xbox Live. Why? Because I have been single-handedly keeping that system running for eight years now. Uh, oh, when I stop to damn? think about how much that has cost, $300 plus... Uh, I think MS owes me a new console. Well, okay, or maybe an avatar outfit. Uh, okay, then I'll just pay the 80 points for my exclusive membership gear. So there you go, it's our blessing. bless him. Um, here we go. For those who are playing LA Noir, uh do you think this has game of the year potential or do you think it's a bit over now interestingly i spoke about this you already said and i haven't played it so Um, and i did read this email but i'd forgotten what the contents were so i hadn't it may have been subconscious i don't know i don't know Uh, a bit over i personally think it's up there but i don't think at the end of the day that it deserves such a prestigious award it's great but it definitely has holes Interesting. Uh, moving on why does everyone shit on the Call of Duty series and think Battlefield 3 is going to be some bastion of hope let's look at the track record of these two games COD even though Activision has pumped one of these out every year they are using two separate teams to deliver the games each game gets a full two year development cycle EA will have pumped out Battlefield Bad Company Battlefield 1943 Battlefield Bad Company 2 and Battlefield 3 all within three years uh, Battlefield Bad Company came out in 2008. Uh, COD games have all been packed from the get-go with game modes, variety of maps and co-op modes. Day one. Battlefield games have all shipped so far with fewer maps and fewer game modes. In fact, they sold their co-op mode as an add-on. Uh, why do we have to pay for a game mode again? Uh, Kodak have given us numerous map packs after launch for each game that they put out. EA Dice's support for map packs has been nearly non-existent. Uh, no, I don't count the VIP bullshit of adding a game mode or changing a map from night to day or vice versa as real support. Uh, we have only had one true map pack from EA Dice on the Battlefield series. That was the Vietnam, uh, which was while great, felt clunky and out of place to the rest of the game. What and are you the... talking about? Let, let, let me finish. I'm trying it. to hold my tongue, but I mean, I know on. you are. Let me finish. And the variety of weapons and vehicles was skimpy, to say the least. The more I look at what truly these two developers-publishers have delivered to us, the more I realize how much I appreciate the COD game series uh, on a whole and look forward to hearing more on Modern Warfare 3. Uh, Peace out, Cub Scouts. Greg, so come on, you're, you're the COD battlefield lover of this podcast. It's definitely not me, so what do you have to say to this?
3: I mean, look, I agree with what he's saying. Like, the multiplayer support on Bad Company 2 really wasn't all that great. But, COD doesn't have much multiplayer support. Support they give new maps. Okay, fine. So what? Vietnam was a great add-on. Vietnam was a game-changing add-on. Like that revitalized that game in a way that I don't remember any add-on for any multiplayer ever doing ever. Like ever. Can you think of anything that was like it? I had no idea because I never played it. Well, I'm saying though, like, but there, you, there's no. I mean, you know, we haven't had this sort of multiplayer shooter you know, Halo's never done anything like it. It's just I think they did such a good thing with that Vietnam thing. And I think that's really what Battlefield so ought what to made, do.
1: What what made that so different? Because obviously having never played it, it doesn't mean anything to me. I don't First know. First of all, it
3: was it was an environmental shift. You went from modern combat to a Vietnam style, which okay. means less technology, you know, different technology. I shouldn't say less, but there's different technology, you know, and, like, the environment is different. You're playing at a different kind of map, and you can finally have some impact on the boats and cars and stuff with your, you know, assault rifle or whatever because they're not so indestructible the way they are on Battlefield 2. And... There was just a lot of things about it, you know, and the, the, the look of it was different. And I think that's the thing is that 1943 was such an awesome experience. Vietnam was so well done that I suppose it makes sense for them to do the big full AAA title releases like Battlefield 3. But I think they really shine when they take on a smaller chunk of it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I don't don't disagree. I I mean I'm not – I don't suppose I can say that I think Battlefield 3 is going to be so much better than Modern Warfare 3. But for my money, that's the one I'm more interested in because it's – I don't know. It, It seems like it's likely to be more interesting to me.
1: But Not then that you I love, don't but love, you love Call the COD
3: You love the COD. I games. do love the COD. Exactly. That's the thing. But but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like I I can't imagine that Modern Warfare three is going to be very different from Modern Warfare two. But at the same time, I should say I don't know that I think Battlefield three is going to be very different from Battlefield two. Like the main reason I'm going to get either one is probably because everyone else will be playing it.
1: I don't know. It's the mm-hmm. peer pressure. I, don't know. I mean, you. Mm-hmm. I'll be interested to see which way you go when it all comes yeah, down. I to will the <laughs> I will
3: too. When I decide, I'll let you know.
1: I know, well, we'll see, we'll see. I think I'm going to wait
3: a couple of days and see what people on my friends list are playing and then be like, I'll get whatever they're playing. Well, we'll see, we'll see. Right, next one up for you. Uh,
1: This one's from Nick Abbott, so off you go with that one.
3: Oh, yeah, Nick Abbott. Hey, guys! I thought I'd pick your brains on the next-gen Xbox. First of all, me and 2 coworkers were chatting about the next Xbox, and the common consensus was that there won't be a big jump in graphics, but only faster processor and extra software slash operating system. Just wondered what your opinion was. Second, on the OC podcast Chinny, if I remember correctly, said that Microsoft wouldn't replace the next Xbox anytime soon because they want to push Connect. But I had the thought, what if the next Xbox was backwards compatible with Connect or Connect was already already compatible because Microsoft has already started on the next Xbox? Then Connect owners would only have to replace the console. Your thoughts? Anyway, keep up the great work on the podcast.
1: Yeah, no. Well, I mean, I don't think there's any uh, argument that it's not going to be backwards compatible with Connect, whatever they release, when they release it. It's not going to be? No, I said I don't think there's any question it's not going to be. It will be, you know. Oh, yeah, it will it, be. It, it will be. be. There's, yeah, I don't think there's any question they in They would invest that. this
3: much time and energy. No, and no. Leave but them the... behind.
1: But the reason that Chini made that comment is because they almost uh, launched the Kinect like it was a new console last year and, yeah. and that it was going to get, you know, extend the life of the current console so they didn't have to rush out with a new one so soon.
3: But, you know, I think the thing about that is that at this point, at E3, it's become such an event, and you have to make whatever thing you're pushing, as lackluster as it may actually be, you have to make it seem like, again, the second coming of Jesus, and you have to make it into this amazing new moment, whereas that sort of hoopla was usually reserved for a new console, now they're doing it with whatever they bring out.
1: Yeah, no, I don't disagree with you, and I think, but I do I do think it'll be a few years, yeah. I think it'll be another two that's years, at, least, at least.
3: I'm very happy with my um, Xbox, my PS3. Well, and I will, my Xbox
1: anyway. I will be interested to see if either of the companies do go for a streaming model, because I think they would struggle. I think they'd still have to have a hard disk setup, because not everybody yes. in the world has got decent internet to do that anyway, and that's one of the mm-hmm. biggest issues that we're aware of. Yep. Um, but from a graphical point of view... You see, everybody thinks about you know, more processing power equals better graphics, but there's a lot more to it than that. It's yeah, not and we've just, done this.
3: Like, there's yeah. only so far they can push the graphics at this point. It's so. not
1: so much about graphics. It's about what's happening on screen, how fast oh, yeah. it runs out, how many characters you can oh, have, facial sure. yeah, animations. Like that, but... Yeah, having better processes and more RAM is the mo- what they need to add into the whatever console is RAM. And if you get RAM added in, then we will, we'll have games that run a lot faster and we'll be able to have a lot of other stuff going on at the, so it won't be as limited. There'll be yeah. more stuff they can do within the game itself, within the physics and the environments and the shadowing and the lighting and all of those sorts of things. And I think, you know, we're also sort of looking at how shiny something looks. We forget about all the other stuff that can be happening. And L.A. Noir shows that, as you know, the fact it came on three discs, uh, for yeah. the 360, and I think that's the other biggest issue Microsoft has got is finding a better storage medium to take away that issue of having multiple disks on a release. You know, yeah. so that's those are the two things I think they've got to sort out. And graphically, yeah, I think there will be a leap, you know, I think we will see some more interesting stuff with graphics, but I don't think, yeah, like he says, it's going to be a small amount, and it, it will be more about the stuff like these facial animations and things like that that we're seeing now rather than. Things looking ultra realistic. I think it'll be more yeah. in that sort of stuff. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Could be. So thank you very much for that one. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the next one's off Woody. This one's off Woody. Uh, hi guys. Earlier this hi. year... I, hi guys. Earlier this year, I signed up for a 36 mile trail ultra marathon. 36 mile marathon. What's that all about? Oh, that's a long way, isn't it? Well, he has yep.
3: to let the people back home know that the invading army is coming.
1: Yep. And have been using the podcast to keep me going the 25 miles plus training runs. Uh, the race is on the 5th of June, so I'll be listening to the podcast uh, from the 3rd. From the 3rd, as I run from the 3rd. So, does this take two days, then? Is it starting on the 3rd? Yes. I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Uh, anyway, I'm relying on you guys to keep the good work and get me round the course. Don't let me down. Well, you're in luck because you'll have two podcasts to listen to. Because, look, we've got, yeah, a, yeah. we've got a special one, you know, that you can put in reserve about Dead Space. So, as long as you play Dead Space and Dead Space 2... That'll keep you company for a couple of hours. And then and then you've got the normal show as well. So you see you were in luck this week. You picked the right week to do it. Yeah. There you go. How lucky is he? There you go. Very lucky. There you go. Okay, next one. Uh, This one's from Jerry. This one's uh, yours from Jerry.
3: Jerry Timblin, the email sound clip. Dear veterans, I know you guys were distracted by the length of the emails and number of them in show 72, but what happened to the email sound clip? That's one of the best parts of the emails. Oh, you mean this one? Uh, All right, enough of that. I have a question for Duke. I am a teacher as well. Yeah, high five. Teacher's rule. That's right. I have a teaching-related question.
1: That was really geeky. You're really geeky. Yeah, what a, How do you uh, feel
3: about sharing your online identity with your students? Do you ever give them your gamer tag? Do any of your students listen to the podcast or visit the website? I once gave my gamer tag to some students, and I played Halo 3 with them a few times. It was kind of cool to have a hobby that I shared with them, but I found it to be kind of awkward at times. They used to always tell their friends they needed to wash their mouths because they didn't want to cuss in front of their teacher, and it was generally kind of weird also. Needless to say, I haven't given my gamer tag to another student since. I also know some teachers who are Facebook friends with their students, and some will text with students, and that seems to be crossing a line in my point of view. I'm curious to hear what you think. Pythagoras Gamer. P.S. Don't forget the sound clip this week. What, you mean this sound clip?
2: <laughs>
3: yes. Right. I don't give my gamertag to students. Um, it's weird. It's awkward. I don't understand why they would want it. I can't imagine a way to make yourself cooler in the eyes of your friends than by saying, Hey, guys, I got someone new to play with us today. It's my English teacher. Now, what do
1: we go? No, they wouldn't say that. What do you he say? He's cool, Mr. P. <laughs> no.
3: There we go. Dorky, Mr. P. wants to play with us. What a loser. Anyway. <laughs> Um, apparently they, they would think that's cool, so I don't know. But I always tell them no. First of all, this is what's so ridiculous. They could fi- I've said this before. They could find my gamertag if they spent three seconds putting my last name and gamertag into Google... Like that. It would just be an instant thing, but they're so lazy they can't even be bothered. But do you you think your students could spell your name properly? Yeah, exactly. Are you
1: teaching them well enough to know how to spell? (laughs) Well,
3: it's on the wall all over my classroom. (laughs) But here's the thing. Um, No, there was a Supreme Court decision that happened not long ago. I think it was in New Hampshire where a guy was on – temporary renewal for his teaching contract with the school. So they could let him go at any time, not renew his contract and they didn't have to give a reason. And so when they did, he kicked up a fuss and he was like, you're only doing this because you don't like what I said on my, MySpace page. And they said, oh, you want to take this to court, huh? Okay, let's look at what's on your MySpace page. And there was all sorts of stuff where he was like, you know, his students were commenting on his MySpace page and some student had linked to a page which linked to a page with naked people on it. And the Supreme Court was like, okay... That's not cool. And then he was like, no, you're upset about my poetry about the Iraq war. And they actually quoted some of his poetry in the Supreme Court decision. And it's some of the worst poetry ever written. And it's like, we don't understand. There's blood being spilled on the sand. And it's just horrible. And the, the one of the Supreme Court justices of New Hampshire said something like, If we could really term this poetry, we'd have to agree that aesthetic deficiencies aside, this isn't the sort of thing that a teacher might want to write and post online and all this other stuff. I thought that was really funny. But the point is that ever since then, um, a lot of professional development associations and teachers unions have said it's a good idea to keep your online identity separate from your students' online identity. And that's tricky because – students get a lot of their you know they live a lot of their lives outside of school online and so If we could connect with them in a meaningful way through that online space, I think we could have a good impact. You know what I mean? Like To be like, hey, I hope people are doing the reading tonight or whatever it is. But I think that those lines blur so quickly and so easily that it's not a good idea to mix them up yet. And if we had some way to combine them, I think that would be interesting. But right now we don't. Um, And that can be kind of sad. I had this one student one time. Um, when I it was the very beginning of the year and I was sort of talking about I love poning noobs and Xbox rules and there was this kid in my class and I could tell he didn't have a whole lot of friends and he was kind of a quiet kid and he was pretty small and he wore thick glasses and stuff and he comes up to me at the end of the class and he had this little tiny little piece of paper and he had written his name and his oh, gamer tag on it and he was man, like holding so it cute. out to me without oh, saying a bless. word and I was like oh that's so cute bless. oh my god go away I'm not adding you <laughs> But here's what I always tell them. Uh, the day you graduate, I will give you my gamer tag. And, and so far, I've only had one person ask me for it. on the Like the day I, he graduated, He I was at the graduation ceremony, and he was like, what's your gamer tag? And I was like, oh, I said I would give it to you today, didn't I? He said, yeah. I'm like, all right, here it is. And I gave it to him. But he never added me. So of I'm course like, what's he that about? Me. I thought you were bugging me for the gamer tag. Now you yeah. don't care. You just wanted to have it. Yeah, he did. He was yeah. never gonna watch it. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I have another I have, one bugging me. It's almost I mean, graduation from, time here again this year, so now I have another one bugging me for it now. So yeah, we'll
1: from it. my point of view, um, interestingly, you know, as a manager at where I work, I'm a manager there. I would never ever, and I haven't even got a face personal Facebook anyway. But even well, if yeah, I did have, matter. I would never give it to anybody that worked for me. Oh, you wouldn't? Uh, no.
3: Employees and bosses. I can no. see that
1: being too. Definitely not, because it's just not professional, you know. It's and some of the stuff, people. I mean, we've we've had a few incidents at work where, yeah. you know, people have got in trouble for stuff they've put on their Facebook page, oh, and shit. they forget who's looking at it. Yeah, exactly. They forget That's who really... looks at their Facebook yeah, yeah. pages, and they put stuff on the wall, and we yeah, had, I have. Yeah, I have former yeah, shooters, stuff like like that like
3: when, Once you graduate, I'll add you to Facebook, and then they're like, "I'm like, oh god, I don't want to see that. What are you doing, man?"
1: Yeah. On the You're flip, flip a side, though, a job
3: someday, man, what the on, the,
1: hell? on the flip side, I have quite quite a few of people that I work with, you know, who whose gamertags uh, are on my friends list, you know, uh-huh. so uh-huh. I, I don't think that's too bad. But Facebook, definitely not. You know, games are games, man. Works, work.
3: <laughs> I, think, I think once you've ended your professional relationship with someone, then it's good to be, you know, sort of friends with them in that way. But yeah. I think while you're still in that professional relationship, it's good to keep some distance. Yeah. So there you go. So anyway, thank you very much for that Yes, email. thank you for email. that. We appreciate you writing now. We do.
1: Everybody we always appreciate in. emails. We like that. Um, okay. Uh, and the last ones. We've got what, two off There's the same two person. Two more?
3: Oh, my God. Two. Well, oh, they're, they're, they're,
1: they're, they're fairly small ones. This uh, is a
3: really long series of oh, emails.
1: Yeah. And this one's off Blue Hellman. Blue Hellman.
3: Blue Hellman.
1: And he says, this, he says, uh, surface lizard and such is what he's called his email. And he says, hey, guys, I thought I would share my thoughts on the surface lizard. Yeah. Have you ever seen Silence of the Lambs? Something about lotion and a basket comes to mind when I think of surface. Yes. Maybe it is because it seems he's always speaking of self-pleasure <laughs> or Sony Reach around and the like. Yeah. All I can say is, even with his slight perverse sense of humour, he is doing an outstanding job with his piece on your show and should be commended for it. Thank you, Mister Lizard King. You can do anything. Hey, look it rhymes and everything. Uh, Blue hey. Hellman. So yeah, look, Lizard for you, man. Shout out. Here's for all you. I have to say about that. It
2: robs the skin.
1: Uh, yeah. Oh, such a creepy song. And then he sent us another one. uh, Also, comment on good podcast. And this is what he put. NPR podcast music and news. All songs considered fresh air, this American life. So I'm assuming that's another podcast. Yeah, Fresh Air
3: is a good show. Actually, you're saying it wrong. And anybody who listens to it will get this. And you probably won't get this. And that's okay. But Blue Hell Man will be getting this because he listens. It's actually pronounced
1: fresh air. Okay. (laughs) I'm Uh, telling you,
3: man, right now he
1: is doing this. And, and for and for video games he says signed in, which is really good. check it out guys. they do Xbox Indies as well mm. uh video game outsiders lots of off topic as well as entertaining uh midlife gamer i used to listen to midlife gamer i went off them a bit but i did used to listen to those and uh, i'm the cranky gamers which is the one he mentioned so we started at around the same time as the midlife gamers we started about probably about three weeks before they started doing it so we were we've sort of been sort of around each other i guess for a long time so there you go never known them never spoke to them or anything like that but you know the the sort of I I see them there alongside us, uh, and a lot of people who subscribe to us subscribe to them. So you know, I'm guessing that's quite a few people listening to both. Uh, I crank- guess so. Yeah, cranky gamers, uh, good game talk, and the gaming former show, straight game talk. So there you go. I've never heard of that one. I've uh, never heard of it either. But there's loads of there's loads of them, isn't there? I guess so. You know, but lo- they're they're all doing a great job because they all give up the free time much like we do, and and sort of, you know, especially a lot like the midlife gamers, cranky gamers. You know, we, we, you know, they're similar to us. They don't get any money from doing what they do, not as far as I know, but they may do. Uh, okay. But they're doing it because they just love talking about games like we do. Yeah, so yeah. There you go. So there you go. Uh, and that's it for that. That that is it. That is it for you. Oh. So the only thing we've got to do is shout outs and the hell out of here. So yeah, yeah shouty yes. shouty outies. Uh, so Shouty outies. Shouty outies So Duke, off you go.
3: Yes, first of all I will shout out um everybody who showed up at the Team Fortress two play day. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. It for was coming. a lot
1: of fun. I you know, it made me realise what a good multiplayer is.
3: Well, yeah.
1: I uh, The only one that you play. I know. Apart from the fact we had no engineer on our team that was any well, good. So we, yeah. got, so we got. I tried to speed. be an
3: engineer once and then I died instantly and I was like, screw yeah. this. You've got to know does anything.
1: nothing. And, and their engineer was a beast. Yeah, he, he was. He or she. I think it was a she because it, it was like Miz. They had two Susan good. Bosses. or something. We were really screwed yeah. because they had two good engineers and they were Oof. sticking turrets everywhere and everywhere yeah, and we were. were getting mowed down every two yeah. seconds. Spawn
3: camped. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, actually, we weren't getting Spawn Camp. But anyway, uh, yeah, so that was fun. Um, you and Bongo the Sane and GH Rocker, Rocker, Rocker. Yeah. Yeah, we all so Thanks cool. for coming, everybody. It was fun. And, um, yeah, what else? Oh, yeah, next play date is going to be the 5th of June, Sunday, 6 p.m. Uh, UK time, which is 1 p.m. Uh, eastern standard time and we're going to be playing avatar laser wars it's a really cheap game it's 80 points but we'll get to shoot our avatars so go get it and have some fun what? with us. is this for real yeah why not
1: i'm it's guessing it's fun.
3: The, i'm guessing it's
1: an indie game then is it yeah it's an indie game it's awesome uh, okay well look, i have got 80 points and i'll i'll possibly
3: pull Yeah that everybody should check it out possibly my ass get it Avatar Laser Wars. <laughs> it's okay, then. fun. I okay. think it could really be cool. I'll take your
1: know. word for it. I'll yes, take
3: it. it's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's cool. And then uh, some other shout-outs. Uh, Murphy's Law, because we've been playing a lot of Homefront together. So cheers to him. Oh, God, I feel like we're podcasting with Duke now. And um, who else do I have shout-outs for? Oh, yeah, Big Bad Daddy and J.H. Rocker shared some cool stuff on Twitter. So cheers to them for that. And I guess the only other thing we have to do is this. If you like this podcast, there is another site you should check out, which is called VGHub.net. And on there, you find a bunch of links to other video game podcasts. Similar in vain to ours, but different in the way they're uh, delivered. Some have all kinds of sound effects.
2: are for old people. Some
3: talk yeah. about RPGs. See, people say. Come on, yeah. Some might say that. No, no one says that. Then, of course, you have links to, you know, great forums.
1: You don't have any other friends. So
3: check it out. VGHub.net it is a great starting point for your podcast discovery. And that's me done.
1: There you go, and and for me, I've got. I'd also like to shout out everybody who sends us twitters because there's always people twitting us, or tweeting, Twitter, tweet, whatever. And Big Bad Daddy, he he complained on the Twitter that you're clicking too much with your mouse, so stop. Oh, the I clicking. haven't been doing that this time. I know you've been pretty good until now. Yeah, click. Yeah, stop click, it. Stop. Stop click. Stop. Click, stop. Stop. Stop me. Stop it. That's the Duchess.
3: She's also using a computer right next to me.
1: Yeah. Click. Yeah, stop it off. And uh yeah, and we've got two birthday shout-outs.
3: Two birthdays. Hey, shout-outs. veteran gamers. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. Veteran gamers. My it's
2: your birthday.
3: Happy birthday. Veteran
1: gamers. See, you could have almost got away with it because one, one of them yeah. is Jim, one of them is Jim, so well, happy birthday, Jim yeah cuz you could have Mike Jim <laughs> so yeah happy birthday Jim and the and the other one is Dave Dog Dave Dog who is right he's a right fucking old bastard he's like 50 man that's i like really old isn't he?
2: that's so old that's so so do you think he's got
1: do you think he's got grey pubes and stuff i don't even <laughs> want to think about why would you think about <laughs> on. On. Oh my god, yeah, he's he's old, 50, he's all wrinkly and stuff, oh my god. I can't hold the controller anymore. You <laughs> hear <laughs> me reflexes oh, on yeah. what they used to be? Yeah. <laughs> So there you go. Wasn't that a nice happy birthday? For that was him? a lovely happy birthday. You know, <laughs> I'm sure you made his day. <laughs> he'll be like, oh, especially. And I think it's this Friday. I think it's this Friday. It might be his birthday. Oh, yeah. So you know, he'll, li- he, you know, you never know. He may listen to this on Saturday and go, oh, right. that was nice of him. You know, take, nice. being horrible to me and to- taking the piss out of me and stuff. You know. Yeah. You know, I'm like that. Oh, like yeah. that. So there oh, you go. You know what I
3: realize the next play date is going to be on the fifth of June. All right, we'll yeah. Be entering finals week, it's gonna be the home stretch, baby.
1: All right, and then you're on holiday, yes. are you, for about fifteen the, oh, million yeah. weeks?
3: Hell yeah, hell yeah, baby.
1: getting all lazy and stuff, and shit. I
3: got easy. a novel to finish. Well, to read, you mean? No, what, what, to write. What, 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 are you reading? What? what um, other? Brave New World. I got to reread, and and uh, Jane Eyre. I got to read over the summer too, because yeah, I'm doing sounds, AP English for the first time.
1: That sounds really boring. You sound really boring. I was saying. No need to get angry or anything. Just Shut up. I'm not boring. angry. Like, Jade, Earth, what's all that fell about? fell
3: on my bottom into some butterscotch. Yeah. It came yeah. out of your country. Why are you upset with Jane Eyre?
1: Ah, oh, it's boring. You're boring. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Why, don't you, why don't you do some maths or something? You know, Absolutely. Some because I'm not a maths yeah. teacher. Well, I'm an
3: English teacher, so I can tell you with perfect qualification that math does not have an S on the end of it.
1: Yeah, whatever. Do some fractions or something.
3: Fraction. Yeah. Anyway, we do need to get the hell out of here. So, uh, on that note,
1: uh, yeah, see you. Boring writing, reading stuff, whatever.
3: It's. I haven't played this at all today, so I need to play this one.
0: I want Britain to be about British. Yeah,
1: that song too. Jammaful. And by the way, was it John Mao? Someone, someone put up a link to
3: T-shirts that you can buy with that on. Yeah, I put that link up. Oh, is that you? That was me. Come yeah. on. I knew That's someone had put a link because it's of. got that Adidas jacket he's got on or the Adidas jacket with the picture of the Muslimic ray gun on it instead of the Adidas logo. And it says, I'm going on a march.
1: The only problem <laughs> yes. is, the only problem is there could be a risk that they get misinterpreted if you want one of those. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> there could be a small but... risk of that. Uh, anyway, we're going. We're going. Bye. 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 Thanks Bye. for listening, aye, everybody. Jammerful. <laughs>
2: Whoa!